Well, dude, we're back here again. And I feel as though my mind is like 50% here. And that's partially because we got to sleep last night at like 1.30. We came back from the Magic oh, Castle. Yeah. How was it? Uh, amazing. I can't okay. believe we've never talked about I know. <laughs> we, and we've even discussed magic at length. And we've never discussed. I, it, I, it's just a foregone conclusion. I figured you knew I was a member. There. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I never asked. Um, you never told me and I never asked. So, <laughs> Well, so... I mean, with kids, we don't go nearly as much as we used to. Yeah. We started the podcast in October, and then COVID shut everything down in March, which is like five months, but it's very possible that we just didn't go in that time. So yeah, I, I, it, once COVID hit and the castle was closed for like a year and a half, they only opened again, like right before the new year. Right. And Susie and I only went for the first time in January. Yeah. And well, then I just happened to be there this past Thursday. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, we went. Uh, so we went and saw four shows. We saw. I just wanted to look back at the thing. I, I circled everyone who we saw, and they were all great. Sydney Kaplan. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw Trig Watson and Kyle, or Trig and Kyle, doing their main show. Uh, Danny Magic. We went down to the library bar, way in the bottom. I mm-hmm. love that you could have all those different uh, levels. And then mm-hmm. the last one that we saw was uh, Dana Daniels. We made sure we saw him. Oh, good. And I'm glad he, you saw I know. Daniels. And it was. It's a bird. <laughs> it's a bird. <laughs> Um, I could have seen Dana four times in a row and been happy. Oh, there good. were so many things that I'm going to be repeating in my mind that he said, <laughs> you know, like without giving away any of the show. But he's just his delivery is so dry. And yeah, he's great. Yeah, he was great. So his, his he reminds me of um, Harry Anderson. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. If you remember him from Night Court. Yep. Um, but also was a magician member of the Magic Castle. before. Yeah. His picture was actually up in that room. Mm. So in the room mm-hmm. that uh, the parlor that uh, Dana, the was parlor in. of prestidigitation, prestidigitation. Yeah, that was the second time I've heard that word. First time was you mentioning <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. So that was amazing. We got back super late and I feel like I'm I'm still catching up. Uh, oh, good. From that. Did you did you have Irma play anything for you? Um, No. Oh, man. Well, we'll have to go back. I think get Irma. Irma played some Rancid, some no effects for us, some Hamilton, some boys to men. Irma is a ghost pianist uh, behind the main bar. Yeah, so we maybe didn't. You didn't make it back to her. No, we didn't. You didn't hear bar piano music uh-uh, playing? Or no. Anybody sing? Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Huh. Irma's the best. Yeah. <laughs> you can buy her drinks. You can have full on conversations with her. Wow. Yeah, we missed that. Yeah. Oh, she's the great. Yeah, we'll have to go back for that. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, we'll go back. Uh, and then also on Friday, I jammed out. I jammed out real quick. It was like a last minute thing um, to Pasadena. Like at the absolute last moment I could, like oh, seven twenty, right. I, I headed out there, and uh, and went and saw um, Danger Gavin. So Josh was out there playing and with his band Picture Naomi, which they're great, by the way. Got a nice awesome. little uh, shout out when he they played a cover of the Middle, <laughs> which was awesome. Sick. <laughs> and he's teasing me. He was like, um, "If you can make it out, you're, we got we're doing a cover that you may enjoy." You know, without That's really awesome. giving too too much away, we should uh, we should post that to the socials. For, yeah, uh, for the folks. Yeah, that yeah, that was, was very cool. And I you got... made it to the right venue. I actually went to Pasadena and Pomona. Or... Right. Yep. I did not. <laughs> I did not go to the Fox Theater. Uh, so it was at Meow Meows, which was a, a really cool little like '80s uh, retro store. They had a lot of cool clothing, like an '80s specific Goodwill. And so real cool vibe. I got to go up to the front. I didn't realize until after the show, like the show, the set was 25 minutes. But looking back, there's one there was one long rack of clothing in the middle. And then on either side, people were stacked up watching the show. But I got to go up front because I was there, you know, like five till. 
Noise um, mate. It was great. Yeah, it worked out. And um, do you do you say do you think you do? Um, are you a good dad joke teller? If if I'm if I'm if I'm hit with a lob, I'll usually go ahead and dunk it. All right, for sure. Okay, yeah, because so you, I think you and I are always sensitive. There's a lot of people. I mean, you don't even have to be a dad, but you just you're sensitive to it. The fact that there could yes. be a pun out there. And the other day, I thought of one when uh, we saw that picture on the di- on Discord, and uh, I think Jed had shared it, and it was just of the the ceiling had fallen in and all that asbestos was all over mm. the place and they couldn't you can't once once you've determined that there's asbestos in you know the vicinity and, and it's breathable that you have to take the the correct measures we did the same thing when we had our house here uh the popcorn ceiling had to go we just didn't want it and we were because of the time and we talked to some neighbors they said it's most likely going to be it's going to have asbestos in it so we sent it off to this place in the valley to have it tested and they said yeah it you know it does and it's going to be like for uh for asbestos mitigation, it's like three three thousand bucks. It was expensive to do, mm-hmm. and my uncle was a general contractor, and he was helping out, up, helping us out with the work. And he said, "We can do it. You just have to do it properly. You have to wear the N95 masks. You have to seal everything up and make sure you have goggles on, so nothing gets into any of like the openings." And we did it. It took us a couple of days to do. We did it the right way. We took our clothes off out in the garage and like minimized the dust. We kept it real wet and everything. But like the lab, by the last day, I was just tired of. There was so much precaution and everything that I was sweeping up the very last day. And I mentioned this in that thread that I kicked up some of the dust, and I think I breathed a little bit in, and it freaked me out. You know, it made me not sleep well that night because I thought, oh great, now I got asbestos in my system. But um, but I think it's more of the prolonged exposure to it than that. But I made the joke. I said, um, you know, man, of all the the of all the precautions we had to take and you know it was I don't even know if it was really worth it man asbestos more like as worstus right and I thought it was a good one I thought it was good yeah that's good I like it um I, I definitely was trying to mull over in my head that <laughs> that pun I couldn't yeah. like I was mulling it around in there yeah well on the on the way back from Pasadena I thought you know what I'm I'm a decent uh dad joke teller and I thought of one on the way back and this is good I told this one to Lindsay when I got back I was like What's the last thing that goes through a bird's brain as it slams into a plate glass window? What is that? Pain! (laughs) This is Jimmy Eat Pod. (laughs) And I think it's even better. I love the explanation part of it, and it's because it's a a play on words. It's a pain of glass, and it's pain. That's right. That's right. Pain. (laughs) Pain. Oh. Zoinks. (laughs) Zoinks. <laughs> well then, hey, the band acknowledged us finally. Yeah, they did, whether or not they knew it. Yeah. Right? So, I, yeah, I, you we, know, uh, uh, Justin all... had sent me a screenshot of what I thought was just my own story of the Jimmy Eat World skate deck, the autographed Jimmy Eat World skate deck that they're auctioning off. Um, I think by the time this episode comes out, that auction will be over. But um, what I didn't realize at the time was that he had sent a screenshot of Jimmy Eat World's stories who shared our story of the uh, of the skate deck autographed. And that was very exciting. So that that we counted as the band acknowledging us. And then I, uh, Debbie Downer, did up and said, oh, they just they didn't really look at which account it was. They and you just planted that said, seed of oh, doubt how in neat. my head. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought, oh, man, maybe they weren't looking. And without night, it was Wednesday. So I think they were going on. Like within like mm-hmm. a few minutes, it was five thirty. So, I can't remember where they were playing. Yep. 
But yeah, they were going on soon. So maybe before the show, they were just rattling off like, oh, this, these people tagged us. This looks cool. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Eat Pod. Yeah. I don't um, know if much came from it. I mean, aside from people noticing it, but maybe we got a couple more uh, subscribers. We got maybe, yeah, maybe seven. We we definitely got one new patron. I don't think it was from that. Nah. Uh, and <laughs> maybe seven or eight new followers on Instagram. Um but what's interesting is I did look at specifically the metrics on that story, and I think the metrics only exist within the views on your page. So even though Jimmy Eat World themselves shared out our story, the metrics on that particular post were not any higher than any other story that we have. Right. So I guess it doesn't pass down. I was sort of interested in seeing that one little spike in numbers, but it yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, so yeah, the tour is going. Um, very jealous of everybody that gets to go. They look like they're having a lot of fun. Um, Caitlin, who I almost got on this episode, looks like she's having a blast out yeah. there. Um, get some good photos. She's on her third or fourth show tonight. Um, and uh, she she's just like, I just don't think I'm not really in it anymore, and I don't really think any I have anything interesting to say. And I was like, Well, we have uh, Joyce on. You should come on. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, lastly, I will be. In Arizona this week. Unfortunately, I will not be there on a Tuesday night, so I won't ah. probably go to Ninth and Ash. Although I think it's not far from my office, uh, where I will be in Tempe on Friday morning. So we shall see. Take a pick, at least next uh, to Casey Moore's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was there, uh, and that's all the house housekeeping that I ah. have. Have you any housekeeping? I do. Yes, we had oh a voicemail from Linux. Mm. Yeah. So thank you, sir. Yeah. So Friday, just a few days ago, I have not listened to this at all. I just, I think I messaged you that we got one. So we'll listen to this live. Right. Uh, shall we? Queued up? I do. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Here, play here we up. go. Hey guys, this is uh, Jed or Lennox calling in um, a little bit into the gotta be somebody's blues lyrics analysis. And I was surprised that. Neither of you had mentioned, and maybe it's still coming up, uh, that I think the song is very much a uh, spiritual successor to Blister, or maybe even a little bit of Jim's response to Blister. Um, so I think just kind of the, I get post-apocalyptic vibes, uh, as I think Justin and David, both, uh, both of y'all kind of highlighted, um, but yeah, I just, uh, I'm hopeful that y'all will highlight that. And if not, I uh, thought I'd call in. Um, I'm actually just leaving the beautiful uh, North Platte, Nebraska, Applebee's parking lot um, <laughs> on my way back home from the Des Moines, Iowa <laughs> yeah. show. So yeah, uh, thought I'd call in, give my hot take in the moment. And uh, yeah, that's all. Party on, dude. Have we done Blister? Party on. No, we haven't. Okay. So I'm very excited to yeah, do Blister. Yeah, me too. Yeah, looking, all right. Look into making that connection for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's um, well, fun. And I was thinking, I was like, he's in the car. I bet he, that must be when he was driving back from the show. Yeah, which we got uh, We got a nice little treat from him, The uh, basically following along his whole trip. <laughs> yeah. All the cool little stops, which is awesome to see. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I've been so offline. Um I've been missing. I've, I I keep telling myself, oh, I got to catch up. But then there's like a zillion other things to catch up on. So I you know what, though? You and me stuff. both. I'm only hitting every now and again. <laughs> I'm probably on there just a little bit more than you. But still, I mean, I got I yeah. picked up so much extra work this last week that I've been 
I've been oh interesting yeah yeah man people clients that that were that had dropped the ball two years ago everybody has been coming back and just saying hey let's pick this back up sure let's do it so I've been very busy myself so I get it I get it like web clients or photo clients or graphics and graphics and web stuff yeah everyone's picking it back up happy yeah, yeah. And know what I noticed is I'm uh, Apple tabbing into different apps, and I think that's what's calling up that thing. But I did tell it not to not to warn me about that anymore because as long as the recording's going, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did notice earlier, and this is just getting into the weeds of our new setup that we're really sort of testing in earnest this week because well, last week I think when normally this week we're recording all of our elements on separate tracks. Yeah, which we didn't set up until after recording last week. So. Uh, because I keep going back and forth between Audition and Firefox, uh, the browser I use specifically for the podcast. Um, I just want to make sure it's going. And earlier when I was switching inputs, it would stop Audition. <laughs> so yeah, that's sure bad. Not. Yeah. So yeah. Again, just double check right now. <laughs> every now and then. You know me, again. man. I don't trust I don't trust computers recording anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All right. Um, so the song this week is Pain, which is a Richard E. Birch track, does have an ASCAP entry. This is from mainly the album Futures, but it also has a CD single. It was on the Chase This Light Tour at the Brixton Academy, Chase This Light Tour Birmingham Academy, and the Manchester Academy shows all in 2008. Uh, There was a UK single. There was the Futures Phoenix sessions that it was on, but mainly Futures track 6 of 10 released October 19th, 2004, but it was released as a single September 14th, 2004, produced by Jimmy World and Gil Norton. It was recorded at, and this is according to the CD single, uh, specifically Payne was recorded at Cello in Los Angeles, an additional recording at Harvey Moltz's house in Tucson, and at Tempe Studio, in quotes. My guess is that is Proto Unit 2. Yeah. Um, Because they did, they said they moved into Unit 2 um, in the Futures era. So my guess is they just wasn't called that yet. Right. Yeah. Um, and you codenamed. Quote, unquote, been there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and But it is like literally the unit, oh, like, a, like an office park, right? And this is Unit 2 of this building right. that they're in. Yeah, there's It's two- not like... This is the second studio that they owned. Right. So there's um, there's two main buildings that are identical, and there's a building, main building number on it, and then there's the, the actual uh, unit in that building is number two. Yeah. So, Got it. Yes. Um, written by Jimmy World. Singer is Jim featuring. Um, it, this isn't really features, but the engineer on this track specifically from the single, according to it, is David Schiffman. He was the engineer. Uh, mixed by and engineered by Rich Costi and producer was Gil Norton. Um, label copyright is Interscope Records and phonographic copyright is Interscope Records. Uh, and then there's publishing information. Uh, oh, with more copyright information, by the way. Um, so published by Turkey on Rye and published by DreamWorks Songs, which is interesting. Um, so Interscope has the copyright. Phonographic copyright is Interscope Records and then manufactured by Western Tread Recordings and distributed by Western Tread Recordings, which was uh, or is Jim Adkins' label um, that we haven't heard much from, but uh, specifically that I saw that that was there, uh, is fun. Uh, yes, there is a demo, and I guess I'll go into a little bit more about the demo. There's a blurb from the Futures Deluxe Edition CD uh, that we've talked about every time we do a Futures track just about... Um, 
that details specifically notes from the band on this song um, in the demo version of it. Okay, dude, this is the number five most played Jimmy Eat World song. Uh, can it. you guess how many times, according to Setlist FM, um, I'll give you within 100. Oh my <laughs> um, gosh. This song has been played. This is since 2004. Right. I would say, oh God, I'm going to go way, way high. And I, I don't even know. I'm just going to pick a number out of the sky. 1,500. I'll give you, I'll give, oh, okay. I was going to, I was going to give, it, it's about half of that. 743 okay. times. Um, 98 times is the most times they played it in a year. And that was in 2017. Wow. Okay. Um, first played in concert, according to Setlist FM, August 26th at the Troubadour uh, in 2004. Uh, and most recently played as of this recording yesterday, March 5th, 2022 at JJ's live in uh, Fayetteville, Arkansas. Now they probably played a show tonight. Um, and there you go, they probably one. played it in the set tonight. It's obviously in the set. So yeah, uh, <laughs> notable high notes, G sharp four and G four, um, listeners, uh, according to last FM, 478.3 thousand scrabbles. Did you see this number? It's insane. Yes, it's insane. Three point three million. <laughs> yeah. Um, now I, I did. I, I always mean to go to you and ask, like, what are the Spotify Scrabble number or Spotify Scrabble numbers? Spotify streams. What does Payne have on Spotify? It is. And does it show you how uh, many most. listeners there are? Or is it just tell you? Oh, just it's plays. the most played song on Spotify. Wow. Yep. So the I'll do it in order. So let's see. They've got uh, third place is twenty three with thirteen point five million. Then it's work with 14.3 million and then pain mm -hmm. with 49 million. Whoa. Yeah. It just blows them all out of the water. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. What's the middle at? The middle. Let's see. The middle is 525 million. <laughs> oh, there you yeah. go. <laughs> is so. it? It's a most streamed song. That's not the middle. <laughs> uh, pretty much. Well, yeah. And then sweetness is 121 million. Here you meet oh, okay. 79 million. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that out al that whole album has a lot of plays, but on this one, yeah, it uh, pain blows all the other ones out. <laughs> yeah, I see on this album specifically. Yes. I didn't know how it uh, broke. Oh it yeah, yeah, I didn't look. I should. I could look at the tracks and maybe sort by plays. Um, so I had thirty-seven scrabbles on this track specifically. Okay, now remember, this is my favorite album, so right, this number isn't uh, crazy, but two hundred and fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> that's nuts. That's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then what did I do? Okay, so there, there's a website I go to that has like it, it, it looks broken as hell. <laughs> I like the idea of it, but it just isn't working. It's limping along. The fact that it's even up anymore is surprising. It's looked like it was set up as like a a wiki of a sort, kind of like tune, not tune bad, but kind of like um, uh, song meanings or genius or something where you can add. Your misheard lyric. And oh. this is one of the six Jimmy Eat World songs. It's called kissthisguy.com. Um, because there's that. Wh who sings that song? Excuse me while uh, I kiss the sky. That's going to be uh, Jimi Hendrix. Okay. So, but the the joke has always been that people thought that he was saying kiss this guy. And so this is kissthisguy.com. Uh, has misheard lyrics for the song Pain. And this was submitted by Infinity X Continuum uh, on October 19th, 2008 at 1026 a.m. And when they were, it says age it happened, seven, better <laughs> than the original? No. Convinced others you were right? Yes. Was 
partying involved? No. So again, these are very like fun metrics, but there's yeah. only six Jimmy Eat World songs. This is the one for this. So, um, oh, and you have a place you could put the story. I knew it was wrong the whole time. <laughs> it was just fun to sing. So, <laughs> uh, the real lyric is a kiss with open eyes. Whoa, oh, oh, can't let it. I, I can't let it bother me. This person thought it was kids with broken knives. Oh. <laughs> Whoa, oh no, I can't let them slaughter me. Kids with broken knives. I could hear it. I can't let them slaughter me. But definitely, um, <laughs> that's fun though. No, not right at yeah. all, but sometimes so, you yeah, just can't I, help I, it. I always want that misheard lyric. And what's funny is I feel like this is the first song I ever had to actually go into the metrics for that website. Yeah. And uh, and see what kind of information they give because they just never it's like one of those links i usually zoom past because they don't actually have the song that i'm looking for in there and today's it was in there so that was exciting all right tune bet there's three different entries in tune bet for this song because there's the album version the demo version and the phoenix sessions version so the album version it's a c minor key 5a camelot 168 bpm 301 duration the demo is in g minor 6A Camelot, 168 BPM, 242 duration. And the Phoenix Sessions is in a completely different key, B minor. Yeah. And it's 10A Camelot, 84 BPM, uh, which is half of 168. So, you know, six and one half dozen in the other and a 250 duration. You said the um, it was C sharp minor for the first one? C minor. For the album version. Okay, so they went down one whole step for the Phoenix Sessions. G minor for, was the demo. And yeah. then B minor, yes, one whole step okay. for the uh, Phoenix Sessions. No, I guess it would be a half step because there's no B sharp. <laughs> oh, okay. So there you go. So a half step down. <laughs> All right. And then lastly, I didn't find this anywhere except for this one article on all music that mentions... A sample in this song. Did you find anything about a sample in this song? No, I didn't. You, this sounds like a very you band, Justin. And this could be just a, a pithy writer thing because I didn't find anything about it. But we are who we are and I take everything as like, oh, this might be a thing. Um, I'll read you this whole thing. This is by a Futures Review by Tim Sendra. All music gave it four out of five stars. Users gave it four and a half out of five stars. This says, um, Jim Atkins' vocals are as intense and heart-tugging as ever, and the band still writes hooks that will have you singing along before the song is half over. Just Tonight, Futures, and the ACDC sampling Pain are all trademark Jimmy Eat World pumpy, punky Whoa. pop rockers with the anthemic choruses, while the world you love and work display the sweetly melancholic uh, melodic, excuse me, side of the band. Is there an ACDC sample? Is like the is Zach hitting the little thing like an ACDC sample? No, the only thing is it I like a Dirty of, Deeds done dirt cheap. I don't thing know. That he's I, like tying in there. The only thing I can think of that, but it's very obvious as it sounds different from everything else is that very end where it goes. It's like that. Uh, it sounds like a a playback that's been uh, dubbed over a couple of times, but it's at the very end. Then mm. that sounds more just like stacked guitar bits, but maybe that's the sample. I can't think of anything else that's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I thought that was an interesting, uh. like, 
huh. And I have a website that's like called Who Sampled. And that was how I found one of the covers. Um, it was like, oh, Pain is sampled by so-and-so in their cover of Pain. And I was like, uh, <laughs> right. Mm. <laughs> Not quite a sample, more of a right. cover, but okay. Um, but they do have stuff where it's like, I found obscure rap songs that have sam- I I remember us listening to one for some song. I don't remember what. But it was like, oh, this person samples this song for their hip-hop track. But I didn't know. ACDC sounds like a band that you're into. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, Okay. (laughs) And so I have the lyrics that I'll pull up the liner notes. But then there were entries on Genius for both the radio edit and the demo version of the song. So Okay. I'm going to just open up the liner notes because usually we're looking for, um, uh, what is it, punctuation and things like that. Right. I'm going to make sure that I'm looking at the right version of the lyrics. Uh, According to Jim. (laughs) um life according to uh, jim (laughs) that's right and so i will look at this whilst you um regale us with the lyrics of this song got it perfect okay all those are up all right let me jump into these so actually the second half of the song is the same set of lyrics so we're just going to go through this first half a couple of verses worth the song title is pain and we're going to bust these out Uh, we're going to break down the verses in half, so I'll do a couple of lines at a time. <sighs> I don't feel the way I've ever felt. I know. And this is the worst that it's ever been. It's never been like this before. And the, the, the narrator saying, this isn't me. I know I'm different. And that's them acknowledging it, that they're aware, they're self-aware that this is not them and who they are as a human being. Gonna smile and not get worried. I try, but it shows. Uh, this is them saying they're gonna smile through the pain. Uh, and, and what comes to mind now is that term grin and bear it. So mm. there's this these obstacles in front of them, um, whether or not they're they're physical or mental, but um, they are going to smile through the pain that they're going to endure by going through said obstacles. Um, but there's there's so much pain that it's it's almost too much that it's showing. Uh, I try to smile and not get worried, but it shows that I can't. As strong as I am, um, it's definitely showing. There's uh. It, if it's if it's me um, accidentally giving off these vibes, or if it's if it's so painful that I'm cringing through my smile, whatever it is, it's visible. So this is intense pain that we're experiencing right now. So there's I have lots of misheard lyrics in this song. I'm yeah. just kind of skimming them. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> uh, then we have what's labeled as the pre-chorus here. Um, Anyone can make what I have built and better now. Anyone can find the same white pills. It takes my pain away. So a lot to unpack mm. in these these three lines here. I love this first line. Anyone can make what I have built and better now. Uh, and I think this is them se- selling themselves short. And uh, what I have, what I've created, isn't special. Um, there are other people out there stronger and better than me. So really putting themselves down a notch, putting themselves on a, um, taking themselves off of a pedestal, if anything, and and putting other people that uh, uh, it's just kind of a lack of confidence, I guess you could say. And I think I thought it was always anyone can take what I have felt. <laughs> well, and even I it could have been anyone can take what I have built. That's what I thought originally. Yeah. Anyone can make what I've built. I figure it's the same. It's the same uh, resolution here is that anyone can take right. or make from what I've built and better now. Um, anyone can find the same white pills. that takes my pain away. The white pills, I think, is just a generic. It could it could refer to. Yeah. Xanax, opiates, whatever acetaminophen. it is. Acetaminophen. Acetaminophen. <laughs> Any kind of painkiller. Um, 
anyone can find the same white pills. So they're they're insinuating these are easily accessible. So this is definitely not the physical pain reliever. This is going to be this is going to be an allusion to um, some kind of uh, process that people can access and do access on a regular basis that allows them to numb the pain. Um, yeah. And these white pills in this case are what take his pain away or what takes his pain away. Uh, then we get into a very cool chorus here. It's a lie, a kiss with open eyes, and she's not breathing back. Anything but bother me. And that's such a cool way of describing, um, like, if there's one, you have to think about it. You don't kiss with eyes open. And I think there's a certain intimacy to it. It's what you're so close that it's almost awkward to stare at someone. And I think by showing, you you you, you demonstrate a certain level of passion by closing your eyes when you're kissing. So mm-hmm. kissing with your open eyes is just not how it's done, is essentially what they're getting at. And that's not passionate or sincere. And her not breathing back, uh, to me, means that she's not into it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't think it's necessarily that she's... Some people were saying, oh, she's overdosed and she's on the ground and she's not breathing back. But I think the fact that they said oh. breathing back is um, like I breathe out and you breathe back. So there's a certain, mm. you know, there's a certain flow to a kiss uh, for it to work. And she's not in it for whatever reason. And she hasn't committed. Um, and it's OK, though. Anything but bother me. It's OK, though. That doesn't bother me. Uh, and that refers to the pain being taken away. So going back to this is this is what hurts me. But you know what? I've taken my white pills today. If it's not caring, or if it's if it's just numbing my the pain with a you know a beer or something, it's uh, it's taken that pain away. And then the second half of this chorus. Oh, then there's also uh, I think it's it might be Jim in the background, but maybe more likely um, Tom. But it takes my pain away. It takes my mm. pain away. So there you have mm-hmm. that uh, from the pre-chorus. Now again. Never mind. These are horrid times, which I thought I'd say 50-50. I think it was hurried times. Liner notes says hurried. Okay, so let's say it's hurried. Um, never mind. These are hurried times. Uh, oh, 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 I can't let it bother me. And I think they're justifying their use of these painkillers. These are mm-hmm. hurried times. I can't, I don't have time to sit and wait. Everybody's amped up and, and moving at um, you know, at, at super speed. There's no time to sit here and dawdle around. Uh, so they're not going to let themselves get taken down by the pain. I can't let it bother me. I'm justifying why I'm doing it and why everyone else is doing it. We can all agree, right, that these are hurried times, guys. Um, but I can't let it bother me. I can't let it bother me. And then it goes, don't. That's funny. I'm looking at I'm looking at the demo lyrics, and the demo is, uh, "It's a lie for a loser line." Yeah, she's not breathing back. Or oh my line, love, that. that's made of horrid. It takes my pain away. What a weird. Never mind. These are horrid times. It says in the demo lyrics, but yeah. Okay. Um, I think it sounds more like horrid to me. But you, it that yeah. also there's something to say about me internally without even looking at the liner notes or lyrics in the past. I always thought hurried. Yeah, I've heard hurried in my head. So both times, I'd say fifty fifty. I'll I'll hear hur- hurried and horrid. Yeah, I always thought it was anything to bother me. Like, uh, I'm kissing her with open eyes and she's not breathing back. She'll do anything anything to bother bother me me. to get out of this. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, that one would make sense, too. And I've probably heard that one. (laughs) Anything to bother me. Anything to bother me. And it's probably because you hear anyone, anyone before. Yeah. 
I, All right. So this is one of my favorite gymisms when they do live versions. I'm hoping I caught a live version in the ones that I pulled. Yeah. Uh, where he does the, I did. <laughs> I did. Okay. And here's the yeah. lines that precede that. I never thought I'd walk away from you. I did. But it's a <laughs> false sense of accomplishment every time I quit. So he's finally mustered up the courage to uh, to say goodbye and walk away. He actually did it. However, <laughs> um, it's a false sense of accomplishment every time I quit. Now, quitting in this sense could be quitting the painkillers or um, mm-hmm. always finding another reason to take more. So it's I'm like a, I'm addicted to to easing this pain. I, I don't know if it's addicted to getting the pain and then going through the process of numbing or, it, or I quit you. You know what I mean? Like right. I never thought I'd walk away from you, but I did, you know, like right. the but I is in, implied and then but it's a false sense of accomplishment every time I quit. Right. Uh, every time so I quit. So quitting you. them, um, it's a, like, mm-hmm. like they didn't get, are you saying they didn't get out what they were hoping from quitting them? I guess I don't know what they're saying by that, but the the quitting action is, I think, maybe tied to the walking away from the person. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. I'd walk away from you. So uh, mm-hmm. he did it. He quit her. But it's before that, you have a false sense of accomplishment every time I quit. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. necessarily them breaking up mm. repeatedly or if it's just I've right. gone through this process in many different uh, forms, one of which was recently I walk away from you. Um, but, yeah, it's just like they're not getting – I think that they're not getting – uh, out of it what they're looking they were looking for they were hoping for some kind of this resolution like i don't need to take these pills anymore i'm i'm a you know i'm free but no it's just like yeah. it's a false sense of accomplishment every time i do this fooling myself and the the last few lines the last few unique lines before we have that beautiful uh, guitar solo uh is anyone can see my every flaw it isn't hard anyone can say they're above this all it takes my pain away now, I think the narrator is saying, if you look closely or listen to me, you can see my flaws. That's what they set up at the front. Um, I, I try, but it shows. I'm, I'm flawed. Uh, they're obvious. They're apparent. They're easy to see. Uh, anyone can get on their high horse and shout they're better than that. Uh, they don't need the pills, but it takes my pain away as the narrator. It takes his pain away. Um, so they can say that they're better and they don't need those pills, but maybe there's some some other way that they that they justify taking some kind of pain reliever. Um, but no one it, trying to bring them back down. So before he was put, he was, he didn't have that confidence and he was putting himself, um, anyone can take what I, or make what I have built and better now. Uh, may, maybe they're building themselves up and making themselves seem like they're greater, but really the last little unique line in this pre-chorus is anyone can say they're above this all. Anyone can say that, but is it really true? We're all human beings and we all have our, uh, we're, you know, we're all thinners and we're all, uh, <laughs> we have our, <laughs> um, our shortcomings. So the last, and then it goes into the guitar solo and then it's the chorus again, twice. And then a very, very loud. And I think at, you know, at live shows this, this, everyone's screaming, this is takes my pain, takes my pain, takes my pain, takes my pain away. <laughs> <laughs> So there you have it. That's the lyrics for pain. And uh, real quick, yeah, let's man. talk about this. Uh, this is finally we get to do the video where I've mentioned in the past. This is the 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 one I always get mixed up with Billy Corgan. 
in his early years with Smashing Pumpkins. If you look at the Max Res default or the the thumbnail for this one, it's that it's the picture of Jim just screaming into the mic, but his hair's all all over the place. Oh yeah, and yes, he looks yes. super sweaty. And uh, <laughs> so we're finally doing this one. And I I haven't watched the video in what fifteen years, so yeah, I watched now, it we'll again. Watch it together here. Yeah. Now this I and I thought this back in the day, never looked into it, and I still haven't seen the film. Wes Anderson's The Royal Tenenbaums, right? Yeah. Had Ben Stiller and these two kids with, like, it's like a beautiful, curly Jewish locks, but they were almost looked like twins in red tracksuits, red Adidas tracksuits. Yes. Identical to this, right? I don't know if there's any kind of... Well, let's take a look because uh, when uh, let's go ahead and maybe we can jump into the video because I have a couple things to say about the video too. Um, because I saw an MTV article that likened the video more to um, Better Off Dead, which is a John Cusack movie from the eighties, which I never really liked all that much. Yeah, um, not a fan of Booger, huh? <laughs> I I just every time I watch it, I'm like, this movie's like actively bad. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, no, I tried to watch it early, like, like, think in the last year, and I was like, no, this is really yeah. bad. <laughs> um, and, uh, but I'm interested to take a look at it. So, uh, let me cue up the music video here and we can watch it. Uh, yes, classic Max Red's default. <laughs> I guess I don't, yeah, I can see Billy Corgan, but I don't know Billy Corgan with hair ever. So right, so it's that's like the very very early Smashing Pumpkins. Sure, yeah, that's the visual I get. Oh yes, very this absolutely Royal Tenenbaums. Dead inside. I like how there's that was grass. like a rock star angle. There's grass inside the garage. I never noticed that before. <laughs> Can't seem to take that pain away, David. Man, I like Rick's Rick's uh, vertical striped outfit. Yeah, he came for the backyard party. <laughs> Tom just singing. They're just hanging out. Yeah. Like there is a sample there. I wonder if it's like. Wouldn't that be funny if it was an ACDC sample? Okay, that's it. Is this like a Exorcist reference?
Oh boy. Oh, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> he throws James. the guitar. Uh, okay. Here, I have a. Are you okay, James? <laughs> <laughs> he was pissed. Okay. So check this out. I've got two. Um, hearing it now, when you when you brought up that uh, that hey, there's two songs yeah. that come to mind hey. from ACDC. Hey. Okay. There's hey. this one. Let's see. Yeah. This is Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. I want to Okay. After this little intro, you'll hear a little bit. There's another one, though, that I'm going to queue up. It's this one. They're Australian. I guess it's more oh. of a... Dude. I would say this is a very okay. close inspiration. Okay, then check this one out. This is the other one yeah. that might be. This sounds like the same exact song. same song. I know. <laughs> This is their ska phase when they're singing oi. <laughs> there's, I mean, but there's so many songs where they'll go, ah, ah. Those are the first two that came to mind was TNT and then also Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. If someone else yeah. can figure that out, I think you're right, though. It is, it's got to be that, that A, A, yeah. A. Yeah. And what's funny is so live. I, I, I don't see him doing it a lot now. And in fact, I don't remember the last time I saw him do it. But I um I remember the last time I remember seeing him do it, which was probably like at a glass house show or something. But Rick used to do like these chaws during that part. So he'd go, cha, 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 cha. And I was like, fuck, look at Rick go. But <laughs> every time they play pain now, I'll go look at Rick and I feel like he's not doing it anymore yeah, in that he's second over verse. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't know because I think it's only in the second verse that it happens. Um, but uh, but yeah, so let me look at the Wikipedia now. Let's see, I made I made some notes here, real quick. Um, Paul Fedor was the film director. Producer was Tom Fennessy. Production company company was Notorious Pictures. All of that was listed on the maxi single. It was shot in Bame Northbridge, California. Uh, I don't know where Northbridge is. Um, and then uh, there's the Wikipedia page that I'll go to now where we can mine some information here. Oh, this is Jimmy Eat Wiki. Um, the concept is by the band, according to uh, Jimmy Eat Wiki. Uh, video features footage of the band attempting uh, playing in a garage interspersed with the story of a man inflicting pain on himself. The video, which was directed by Paul Fedor. Uh, features a young man who constantly does things which cause him pain, including submerging himself in the water for extended periods of time, throwing himself down a flight of stairs, and draping himself in meat and letting uh, attack dogs maul at him. He, uh, but he doesn't appear to feel any of it. He's followed con- and constantly attacked by two twin children with baseball bats. At the end, the young woman featured in flashes through the rest of the video arrives by his side, and when the twins hit him again, he finally has his reaction to pain. At the end of the video, they walk off together, and uh, uh, at the end of the video, Jim Atkins throws his guitar out the garage and then throws himself onto the ground. For undisclosed reasons, the twins in the studio bear 
uh, in the video bear a striking resemblance to Ari and Uzi Tenenbaum from the 2001 film The Royal Tenenbaums. Christina McDowell, who plays the young woman in the video, would become a critically acclaimed author in 2015 with her memoir, After Perfect, A Daughter's Memoir. Interesting. Yeah, and if you click over, you go to her page and it says um, Christina McDowell on writing. Um, on December 26th, 2013, McDowell penned an op-ed for LA Weekly criticizing the Hollywood film The Wolf of Wall Street and lambasting Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese for glorifying greed and psychopathic behavior that destroyed mm. families like her own. So that went viral, and then she ended up writing the book um, after Perfect, and it's her 2015 memoir, details her family's implosion and her personal experience with poverty, depression, drug addiction, and redemption. So uh, that's what she went on to do a decade hmm. later. Oh, and you know, I checked it out. There is no Northbridge. It's like they must. It's a typo for Northridge, which makes sense. <laughs> that right? was way more like Northridge. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll update that for Jed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here's the, an MTV News article. Um, let me see if it says who wrote this. Uh, Joe D'Angelo um, wrote this September twenty eighth. 2004 jimmy eat world tap into the pain of a john cusack classic mm, classic it's very bad um jimmy eat world's new video for pain borrows so heavily from the 80s team flick better off dead that the movie's super persistent newspaper boy may need to start hounding the band for his two dollars in royalties although it doesn't quote the classic line from the 1985 john cusack movie the clip for the first single off jimmy eat world's futures due october 19th borrows from the film's central theme it opens with a shot of the main character's photo montage of his ex-girlfriend in much the same way Cusack's character, Lane Meyer, is obsessed with his former flame, Beth Truss. As the video's protagonist goes through his day, he's dogged, he's dogged by two curly-haired twins in red tracksuits, a riff off the Royal Tenenbaums' terrible twosome Ari and Uzi. But despite being belted with baseball bats and attacked by a German shepherd while wearing a steak suit, he's numb to the pain. His poor steak heart suit. hurts too much. In the same way, Jimmy Eat World's video for The Middle illustrated its point with people partying in their underwear, the anguished pain is juxtaposed with a comedic element. So it's not surprising that both ideas stemmed from the same source, director Paul Fedor. Paul did such an excellent job with The Middle, balancing the gratuitousness, uh, and honesty that we invited him back, frontman Atkins said, of the lensman behind videos for P.O.D., Hoobastank, and Santana. That video could have slipped into a bad American Pie booty uh, mode, uh, but I see that video and I don't think sex at all. Maybe that's because I was there and spent hours with these people in their underwear. I think sexy, but not sex. I think of the story being told, and that's enabled us to trust that he'd be able to do the same thing with pain. Other directors didn't fare so well with their treatments. It's always the weirdest thing when you read a director's treatment, Atkins said. The person is explaining and writing, trying to describe something only they can see. A lot of times, when they're writing these things, they have to sell more people than just the band, like the people who actually write the check for it. It's always things like, the band looks hot as shit. They're rocking. Drummer Johnny is pounding with fury. It's a little ridiculous. Were it not for last-minute burst of inspiration, Fedder might not have had the same song work uh, to work his magic on. Pain was the final track the band penned for Futures, written just before hitting the studio to record. See, Jimmy Eat World say, if you don't like Futures right away, don't bother. <laughs> that's an interesting article I want to look at. Wow, that's interesting. Atkin yeah, that's linking an article. Um, 
Atkins preferred not to go into detail about pain other than to say it's about low willpower and taking the easy way to become pacified, which may or may not solve anything in the long run. So one night stand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Though he did say that there's usually never one specific instance that inspires Jimmy World song. Our songs are never really about a singular thing. He explained they never really have been. Our songs are like journal entries. There are no real rules about them. It could be about how you're feeling lately. It could be used to sum up everything you've been thinking about over a certain amount of time it could be the first thing that comes to your head that's the end of the article jimmy world tour dates according to interscope records um most importantly here is october 19th at pomona at the glass house this would have been in 2004 and that would have been the first time i saw them on their own um after pop disaster tour so that is my glass wow good find yeah uh one last thing since we were talking about better off dead my mom and i will constantly would joke about this line from this film. I know there's there's a, probably a bunch, but this. <laughs> when she comes over. Now, in honor of our special guest, I've created dinner mondu. First, we have French fries and <laughs> French dressing. French dressing. And French bread. And to drink, ta-da, Peru. <laughs> oh, Perrier. Oh, so cute. Peru. Oh, man. I don't know what it is about that movie I hate so much. Like, that that scene doesn't even look familiar, and I watched the movie with yeah. them last year. I don't know what it is. It's <sighs> Maybe it's yeah. trying too um, hard. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. There's something about it. Yeah. Uh, and I love bad movies. Like, I don't know. I feel like I watched a bad movie recently and I was like, this is objectively bad. <laughs> Yet but, I love it. <laughs> but were they trying to make it good and it just ended up being bad? And this one it seems yeah, like they know. were. I think something about Better Off Dead is it's like somebody was just trying to make an 80s teen movie and it like failed miserably. Like I think even the director. I looked up the director's work and it's like the only thing he's ever done. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's why. Because it's fucking terrible. <laughs> um like off the t- off the top of my head, I would have been like, "Oh, that's got to be a John Hughes movie, right?" Nope. nope. <laughs> um. Anyway, and I and I like John Cusack, but yeah. So uh, here's another one. Uh, more about the music video in particular. Punktastic interviewed Tom and had questions about the video. The new single from this album is Pain. It has a very strange video to accompany the single. Could you please explain the concept of the video? Tom says it's pretty much shows a guy that can't. <laughs> There's also Sorry, I don't, I'm not going to know how to read some of these sentences because it's replacing some character with a question mark. Oh, yeah. throughout the inter- <laughs> so it could be a question. So to me, this says, Tom, it pretty much show a guy that can't really feel physical pain because of his girlfriend. Are you in the sure? video? Kind of, like, it's either Tom really hasn't seen the video. Yeah. Or there's an HTML error here. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> Judging by the website I copied this from, 100% a CSS error here. <laughs> there are style sheets that are missing. Um, okay, so it pretty much shows a guy that can't really feel physical pain because of his girlfriend. And the video kind of shows him trying to, like, go through some glass into a swimming pool. <laughs> there's a question mark. It kind of looks weird. Like some kid in Germany came to me trying to figure out what the concept was, but he couldn't figure it out. 
Uh, and then uh, Punktastic says, who came up with the concept for the video? Was it one of you guys or was it the director? And Tom says, the director, Paul Fedor. He, I'm going to keep saying his name different ways so that way yeah, right. we <laughs> land it Peter. on one of these. Oh. <laughs> That's the next one, yeah. Uh, he did the video for the middle, and we like his stuff, so we uh, read some different treatments that other video directors had, but we just liked what he had. Speaking of which, because we watched the video, why was everything so... Like, everything in 2004 was so saturated. Oh, my gosh. So that was like a... Was saturated. that a green? Was that a green overlay? It was so green and, or, yeah, and orange. orange at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> which is... How is that even possible? Like, everything was just so crushed. Like, everything yeah. looked gritty... Like this wasn't even shot on film. This was very right. much shot on video, and it looks all the blacks are just in like flat. There's just no detail in any of the darks. So um, look, I'm gonna put a green film on this, right? But check this yeah. out: orange, also orange, <laughs> also orange. This is my vision. <laughs> okay, uh, last question from uh, what's it called? Was it fun? Was it a fun video to shoot? Any comedy stories? Yeah, we had a lot of fun. We filmed it in, he says, Northbridge, California. So That's he where must it have came said Northbridge. It oh got God. poorly translated by yeah. Punktastic. <laughs> and then, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> he filmed it in North. So now I want to find that bridge that he threw himself down. What's funny is that back, the backyard that he was in, I was like, this looks like it's in West Hills. Yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> totally <Yeah>. does. <laughs> like the bridge that he threw himself down looked like downtown LA, but I had also by Northridge. Um, uh, uh, so anyway, we filmed it in Northridge, California, and we just all had a good time, especially the performance part, which was really cool. Seeing this garage, uh, there was just all this grass all over the garage. It was just green. Um, yeah, it was just fun. <laughs> so that is Tom's take on shooting the video. And that's all the video stuff I have. Okay. But yeah, we haven't been able to talk about a video in a while. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's such a Northbridge, California. Northbridge, man. <laughs> Cal State University, Northbridge. While you jump in. <laughs> C-Sub. Yeah. C- no, it would still be C-Sun. It would be still C-Sun, C-Sun but, but you want it to be C-Sub. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to go in here and uh, and edit the Jimmy Eat Wiki post while you go into something. Okay, so this was something I tried to find this. This was uh, from the LostMediaWiki.com video mods. I don't know if you ever watched this. This was what they've labeled as a partially lost MTV2 TV series 2004-2005. I watched a couple of these clips I'm thinking uh-huh. there was some kind of, and you know, because there are certain songs, Open Bar Reception is one of them, where what it's like immediate takedowns, right? They're very, um, yeah. But there's just some songs where you can't the you, DMCA. It's uh, just it's, it's quick. Stuff, yeah. I think what happened with this and this this show, and I'll give you the description here. Video Mods was a TV show that aired from 2004 to 2005 on MTV2, making it the shortest running series for MTV. The network ordered seven more episodes uh, featuring video game franchises as Star Wars and Destroy All Humans in 2005 before they eventually canceled it. So what they would do, video mods, I think they would take, it's kind of like what people do with um, Gary's mod for Half-Life 2 where they'll they'll like script out stuff and make their own little music video. So that's what I think they did. In episode four of season one, uh, they did... Was it four songs? They did Unwritten Laws, Save Me, Ciara's oh. One Two Step, Hoobastanks, The Reason, and then Jimmy Eat World's Pain. Mm. I really wanted to find it, couldn't find it. Um, mm. Yeah, there was some there was some online streaming platform, but it's like I didn't want to mess around with that. So, yeah, and if you look here, the status for this is found, 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 and lost. 
So the only other one that they've lost is yellow cards only one. So there's hmm. just no, there's no um, this copy is starting of this. to sound vaguely familiar. Have we talked about this show before? I don't think so. Or did so. we come across some other MTV show that we we came sort across of another had something one to do with Jimmy World? This one, yeah, it did. It was yeah. This one, this is the first time I've come across it. The show is kind of cool. I mean, they're they're short. It's like twenty two minute episodes, um, but it's it's very mid two thousands. Uh, you know, like rendered, it almost looks like characters, humans, but characters out of Unreal Tournament. I mean, it's just like they're moving around, dancing and things like this. It seemed fun, and I can see why it only lasted a couple of seasons, but I really wanted to find that. Couldn't get it. Yeah. And, yeah, interesting. And so, like, what do they do with the video? They recut they will, it? Or the, they... I, I think they recut it, and they throw in clips of these characters, and they'll have the music video going in the background. Interesting. Like Beavis and Butthead, how they used to do commentary on videos. Right. Yeah, kind of yeah, like okay. that. And then, oh. yeah, when they would cut to the the bits of uh, Beavis and Butthead, that's when they'd have their little their clips that and and the movements and stuff and the and the the uh, the mouth movements of it matched the song. So they did it to the song. It's not like it was mm. just movements, arbitrary movements. So it was supposed to go together. Man, but of all of them that that was lost, I mean, there's two, and that was uh, unfortunately had to be one of them. <laughs> Of course. Yeah, right? So maybe Fucking maybe a VHS tape somewhere. Somewhere. Oh, yeah, somebody's got it somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. I probably got it. have it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So now we can get into some track notes. I have here that it is their second most popular song. And that's an interesting metric, but I went off of it uh, based off this line here from their uh, Wikipedia entry. Although its album is not. Although Futures is not their most successful and Pain is not the highest charting single, the single has received gold status by the RIAA, making Pain Jimmy Eat World's second best-selling single after 2001's The Middle. Right. So in that sense, that makes me think it's their second most popular song. Yeah. Um, in terms of media appearances, these are things that we talk about. Uh, it, it appeared in season four episode of Smallville called Transference. It also appears in the video games Midnight Club 3 Dub Edition. <laughs> Jimmy World's always in these I know, racing right? games. The racing games. Um, uh, Tony Hawk's Underground 2. I believe you could play as Travis Barker in that game. And then Guitar Hero Van Halen and the Download Center for... Uh, uh, it was a DLC download content for Rock Band. Um this song so interesting it was on both guitar hero and rock band yeah um oh here's an interesting metric and we talk about from time to time and we can get into it here this is very much not a mark trombino song and i sort of touched on it there but when uh absolutepunk.net which became chorus fm interviewed jimmy eat world uh zach had this to say uh when you say overestimated you mean you thought the songs were better than they really were i'm assuming this is coming off of them talking about ditching mark on futures and here's what zach had to say we felt like we had an album and at the end of the day the breaking up point was the realization that we didn't have an album and that we needed to step back and cut off the recording process to move forward in that decision making there was some tension mark had some bands coming up that he was working on and there was only a certain time window so here we are saying we have to stop while he is a few months away from starting another project, so it didn't look good, and it was very confusing. I chalk it up to circumstance, and in that tension, things rubbed a little bit, and there were uh, some tensions on both sides. But at the end of the day, I still communicate with Mark, and he's a really talented person, but I think it got to the point where we had worked together so much 
where there was an element of getting almost too comfortable with a person. Just the fact that we thought everything would fall into place drove that home. And that's not Mark's fault, or even ours. It's just kind of the way things happen when you're working with someone over and over again. And it felt really good for us to go back and make futures again. After we left the studio with Trumpino, we came up with Polaris, Work, Pain, 23. The songs that really gave futures its heart futures its heartbeat, you know? Those songs came after that. So yeah, I mean, it's kind of nailed it. Yeah. We thought we had an album, and we looked at it, we, and we, we said did. we don't have an album. <laughs> so where's the problem? Uh, yeah. And it's not yeah, even yeah. like, and it's me, it's it's not you, it's me. It They're, they're just saying, look, the, our, our time together has come yeah. to an end. <laughs> Let's just yeah. part ways. Oh, here's something that's interesting, and I thought we could take a digression here. Um, did this come up a lot in your uh, search, the Jebediah split? It didn't actually, no. Oh, this kept coming up for me because on that split that Jimmy World did with Jebediah, Jebediah has a song called The Less Trusted Pain Remover. Oh. So I thought <laughs> I thought we could listen to a little bit of this. Okay. I'll play it here. You should be able to hear it. I don't know, yeah, man. man. Let's see. Let's see. Is it instrumental? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for the, the lyrics. Oh, we're waiting. I'll apologize to the audience. I'm getting used to being able to play stuff on my end, so sorry for blowing your ears out there. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Here it comes. Ooh. Oh, very Pixies. Yeah. Seems like like good driving music. Yeah, it does. I kind of dig this. Like I would. This sounds like like proto California Wives, which is the band I always reference for like just cool driving music. <laughs> all right, cool. That's Jebediah. You think I would know that song having listened to the split? But let's all I, be honest. We all kind of just listen to the Jimmy World side, right? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's why I wanted to play a little <laughs> bit of it. Um. Uh. All right. What did I write here about the promo single? Three-track promo CD released ahead of the release of Futures. Released in a standard jewel case with a black tray and no front cover. Ah, there were many promo singles for this album. And this one looks like a... It has, like, the FBI anti-piracy warning going around the rim of this CD is bigger than any of the text on <laughs> the actual CD. <laughs> and then uh, this was on a CD with Pain, Work. Uh, it was tracks one with pain then work and then they put the middle on there just because they were i don't know giving it out um and uh and so yeah uh i guess i feel like i've been talking well what do you what kind of notes do you have ah so i've got my notes that i have it's usually the usual articles that's what i've grabbed so let me go ahead and read a few of these um this one comes from uh the badger herald david Mm. steinhouse november 4th 2004 uh who are the badgers Hmm. See, I'll find that out while you read. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. It's the cheese state, David. <laughs> oh, oh, Wisconsin? Yeah, Madison. Madison, University Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yes. All right. So uh, this is titled, Jimmy World Returns Strong on Futures. It's dealing with numb, and this is a quote, no question marks in here. It's dealing with numbness. The theory behind it is like the character in the video. He's been hurt so bad that he can't feel anything. So he's going throughout his day pushing his boundaries to see what he can get away with without getting hurt. Then he gets the girl back, and then he can feel again. This is how Jimmy Eat World bassist Rick Birch describes his band's latest single, Pain, a song that has been saturating rock stations rotating on MTV and was even featured on last week's WB's Smallville. Uh, when the band talked to the Badger Herald, they explained their reaction to the song's increasing prevalence and Superman fame. And then another quote from Birch, uh, it's always good to try and get your music to people that might not normally hear it. Some people actually seek out music and work for it and hunt it down and find it. Unfortunately, that's not a lot of people. So it's always good to get it out there any way that's possible. The exhibition of the punchy uptempo pain coincides with the release of the band's new album, Futures. The disc, which debuts next week at number six on the Billboard album charts, is the group's sixth full length album. Now I love that they sent Rick to the Badger yeah. Herald. Like, <laughs> like I can count on one hand how many interviews we have with Rick. I know, right? I thought that was pretty unique. Yeah. Now you didn't. Um, we're talking. Also, about- I want to know if you found Jimmy Eat World by l- watching that episode of Smallville four eight four J Pod. Let us know. I want to know if you became a fan of Jimmy Eat World by hearing the song on that season four episode of Smallville. <laughs> What a way. I'm sure there's a small percentage, but there's some of them out there. Of course. Now, you had... Oh, yeah. That was the last thing they had mentioned here was uh, number six on the Billboard Billboard album charts. I don't know if you mentioned this. This came from the bottom of Genius and maybe pilfered from different sources like the wiki. But this is what they said at the bottom of Genius, which I thought was good. This is more of these um, uh, Billboard chart. Uh, yeah, it has those. Yeah. So this one was Pain was the first single off of Jimmy Rolls 2004 release Futures. It was also a number one song on Billboard's Modern Modern Rock tracks chart. Oh, interesting. That didn't show up for me. Yeah. I got so that, that it charted number one on Alternative Airplay. They have so many. I was trying to find. Number 27 on Digital Song Sales and number 93 on the Hot 100. Okay. All right. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, I didn't have all that information. Yeah, everything else we've already we've read through, but I thought that was interesting. It was actually number one for one of their uh, nice. categories. Now, what's interesting is I did Motion. find that if I go to Billboard's website, then it'll show me things like this, like digital song sales. Uh, Pain debuted October 30th, 2004 at number 27, and it peaked November 6th, 2004. So it was on the chart for four weeks, whereas the middle... Oh, that vest is weird. Debut date was in 2021, June 5th, 2021. Mm. Peak position 31, weeks on chart two. So that's actually pretty remarkable that a song that in June of 2021 was 20 years old, it peaked at number 31 for two weeks. (laughs) That's pretty incredible. So I thought Pain was outpacing the middle in a metric, but sure enough, it's some weird 2021 version of it entering the charts. Right. (laughs) Yeah, and then Hot 100, the middle peaked at number five for 33 weeks, whereas Pain peaked at 93 for two weeks. So, I mean, the middle is just such a... Sweetness is in here, too. Peaked at 75, was on the chart for 14 weeks. For which uh, which thing? And that's searching backwards through Billboard? Well, what's interesting is at least Wikipedia, the way it linked to it, was it linked to the Hot 100, like... all. 
this is the Hot 100 chart of all Jimmy Eat World's catalog. So it linked to this when I went to go see Pain, but I'm able to see everything. And yeah, I've got Active Rock. Oh man, there's so many things. Like vinyl albums is Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, Bleed America <laughs> uh, peaked at number four for vinyl <laughs> albums in 2011. Uh, peaked in 2016. It was on the chart for three weeks. Yeah, it's weird. Like I could go to top current album sales. Like let's go there. Bleed America. Uh, oh, now this goes back though sometime. August 2001, Bleed American peaked at number 31, was on the charts for 70 weeks. So if you look at this, like let's look at this. This this was a digression for a huge episode. Sorry. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because we haven't gone really onto this site to see it. This looks like, mm, mm, I don't know, <laughs> but you consider the day. The ranking of the albums here is like, oh, uh, maybe. But mm, it kind of falls apart toward the bottom. But I think this also has to do with album sales in general, how they've gone. Um, top current album sales. Bleed American is number one. Uh, and I think they're ranking them as weeks on chart. Not necessarily their peak position, but how many weeks they were on the chart. Bleed American was 70 weeks on chart. Futures was 28 weeks on the chart. Uh, then Chase This Light, Invented Damage. Surviving iTunes Sessions EP and Integrity Blues. So Integrity Blues being at the bottom, I would not say is a fair ranking of the band's albums. But I was like, oh, this would be an interesting way. Like, does this metric here coincide with, like, what I think the album should be ranked? And at first I thought, but no. I don't no. even see Clarity <laughs> on here. So I guess Clarity <laughs> never charted. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Anyway, interesting metrics from Billboard. I might go down this well more. Ha, now, you can't. You had to have come... To that from a search result because going through their site the front page i couldn't find i couldn't get the, i that. found it uh linked on wikipedia yeah that's really i don't know and i search. think it was on the albums page not on the singles page okay all right yeah so yeah there it is yeah chart stuff okay um i, I you know what this this website didn't does not come up there very often i don't think i've ever come across this site this was lyricinterpretations.com Mm. And the way that this one works is it's not, I mean, it's, it's got a lot going on. It's got a nice background image. It's not as simple as song meanings, but they have a, uh, their rating system is a little bit different. So they'll have top one, two, and three, and then everyone else below that just kind of falls um, after that rating. There's no up mm. or down that you can see. But the top rating was from Anonymous, of course, April 7th, 2008. And they said, it's a double meaning song. I believe it is more about opiate addiction than relationships. I have felt the same exact way. These are hurried times. That's a justification for taking the pills. I have a lot to do. They get me through it, and I don't have to look back. Pain pills are generally white and the best for abuse because you can still function. You get to a point while dependent when you are kissing them and they don't breathe. Kiss back. It's called tolerance. The singer has all of the characteristics for a pain pill junkie. It's really hard to explain this to a person that has never been dependent on opiates. It's a whole other world. I don't know if they were saying in the like in general is Jim has the characteristics of a pain pill junkie, right? Or if it's just know. the character that was portrayed in this music video. But that's the top one. Yeah, yeah. And well, then did you see? There's a top one for song meanings too. It has nine upvotes. This is the most upvotes I've ever seen on song meanings. Did you see this one by user? runner conk i probably came across that yeah 
It's September 26, 2004. You have the meaning wrong. It's not about drugs or what drug use has done to someone it's, uh, or those around them. The song is about relationships, and the speaker in the song is struggling with someone he loves who does not love him back. This love makes him feel addicted to her the way a druggie is addicted to drugs. The part about a kiss with open eyes symbolizes how the one he loves shows no interest in him and is not breathing back the same feelings that he shows for her. He's telling himself that he cannot let it bother him, but in fact it does. The false sense of accomplishment is when he thinks he is over her the way a drug addict is over their addiction, but then something happens that makes him come back to his obsession. See the symbolism between drug use and love? It's there. It's there. And there's two very long replies. Yeah, wow. Oh, I just... Jeez, Eric, one, one, three, six, six, one. My goodness, yeah. man. Eric out here really like going in. <laughs> yeah, I think you know what they did just because they, they're piggybacking on that uh, that top comment. Yeah. Oh, it looks like two of the same comment they posted the same. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Anyway. The, the old double click. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't even remember how I came across that uh, that one. Um, I that did also. Cool, this is cool. So I came across this. This is from the Boston College Libraries. I can link you to this so you can see it. This is one of those where sure. we've come across a few of these, but it's it's basically they've um, they've transcribed their newspaper, and you can kind of see this is the highlighted article here. You can see Jim with his with his uh, lovely unibrow, really sporting that in the, the sort of fisheye lens, and then his neatest hideaway Tempe Arizona shirt. Um. But you can kind of see if you look off to the left, it this is like the sound bite section of this uh, mm. Boston or I'm sorry, which which one is this? The Heights is the name of this publication. But you can see Elliot Smith from a basement on the hill, five stars by Gregory White. And then in the <laughs> middle here, you've got Jimmy Eat World Steps into the Future by Sean Keck, Heights staff. This is and great. They only gave it three out of five stars. Um Yeah, that part's not great, but right. the I, I love having these old like pdf newspapers yeah i told you right my my mom and i were going through like the library archives because you have access to them through yeah. the la public library we went back to la times articles in the 1800s and we were like oh <laughs> like what kind of like what were the housing what was the housing market like and what was going on in like play del rey at this time <laughs> yeah isn't that nice that you can go yeah. back in those things and somebody thought to to hold on to them and then they get scanned in you know yep into the archives i love that you have that access all right, so what's in this uh, Let's see. article? Here. We've got. Um, I'll read a little bit of this. Uh, so it's not. It's a, just a couple of columns, but let's just see what they have to say. Um, oh, what the hell? I'll read. I'll read this first block here. The future is indeed looking bright for Jimmy World in its new album, Futures. The band sets out on a momentous rock odyssey that moves through hope, conflict, disappointment, and reconciliation. Futures, the first track, combines great lyrics with an irresistible melody. The song sets the album in motion with an empowering bass beat that carries its inertia into the chorus's plea that the listener say hello to good times. The second <laughs> track, Just Tonight, maintains the high-paced momentum of futures, but its lyrics turn toward con conflict uh, with lines such as, I give you anything, but you want pain, and the feeling ran away. Pain, the sixth track, takes the seeds of conflict present in Just Tonight and causes them to erupt into the album's most confrontational guitar chords and lyrics, the vocals are anger-ridden, reinforcing the song's claim that these are horrid times. Uh, in Drugs Are Me, the song immediately following Pain, the intensity of the previous six songs crashes. The beat is much slower, the guitar and drum accompaniment softer. The result is that the listener's energy is siphoned away, leaving only a drained sensation. Uh, and what do they say? 
at the very end futures, which contains several potential hit singles shows clearly that if a band's success depends upon its ability to grow throughout an album, Jimmy world is more than ready. Interesting though, that they gave it three out of five stars that, yeah. that comment commentary shows at least four out of five stars is what it deserves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love seeing those old articles. Ye yeah. old articles. I got one. Well, I didn't pull the whole thing, but I did have a blurb from Jim about the song Pain in the Phoenix New Times. Did you come across Phoenix New Times? Um, don't have that one, no. Pain was one of the last songs to get completed. Lead singer Jim Adkins recalled to the Phoenix New Times on the album's 10th anniversary. Ah, that's why this isn't an older that old of an article. Um, it is an old article, though. Actually, I believe it was the last one. As in, we could do nothing else until I finished lyrics. I took the afternoon off and just walked around University of Arizona campus and just finally did it. Didn't stress out, wrote whatever I felt like worked with the mood of the song. At the time, I thought it was maybe the throwaway song for the album. Sometimes it just happens easy and fast and it can mess with your head. You trick yourself into thinking because this wasn't super labored process. It isn't worthy as it was. It isn't as worthy as the other ones were. Guess I was wrong because it ended up being a single. So classic classic. Uh, uh, I got yeah. some from exclaim CA. So this is a Canadian, right? Uh, yeah. Who wrote it? This one was Chris G or Chris Keep G. waiting for us to come across. A- yeah. Josiah. Hughes. Right. I know. Having it not yet. Uh Jimmy at World slash Beach Slang, the Starlight Room, Edmonton, April 29th. So this is a live show review here. Uh play by play. Uh last night, April 29th, the double stacked bill of Jimmy at World and Beach Slang played to a sold-out crowd in a venue that was probably too small for either band. Not surprisingly, Jimmy at World fans were especially amped to see the veteran emo rockers, given that they hadn't played in Edmonton since 2011. Jumping down to when uh Payne shows up. Later on, guitarist and former lead vocalist Tom Linton took the reins on emo classic Blister from their seminal 1999 album Clarity. The nostalgic, youthful energy kept rolling as Adkins channeled his inner 20s for For Me This Is Heaven from the same record. The final three songs on the main part of the set featured a trifecta of some of their hookiest material from 2004's Futures. The slow and agonizing 23 lead into the hopeful drive of work, which seamlessly surged into the most electrifying song of the night, Pain. So that had to be their closer then, right? Yeah. Yeah, the final three songs. Pain closed it in that show, which I'm sure, uh, you know, you had mentioned how many times it shows up. But would would you agree that it probably shows up in that in their encore slash and mm. toward the end of the show? Right. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it could show up anywhere. I just think that that's one of those tracks that uh, that shows up then toward the end. Yep. OK. It has that immediacy that that um frenetic energy yeah yeah yes you read billboard oh i got a cool one here from uh i don't know if we've quoted from this source here this is american songwriter dot com and it's jimmy world chases experience in global stream series phoenix sessions um but it looks like a little bit it, it looks like a very clean presentation of from Macy Bennett about a year ago as pop punk pioneers Jimmy World gear up for the second phase of their performance series Phoenix Sessions frontman Jim Adkins wants to get one thing clear first Phoenix Sessions is a cinematic experience it's not a live stream and it's more than a concert it's a way for Adkins to chase 
one more experience and learn about himself while connecting with longtime fans the only way he can right now. And uh, down below in here, uh, talking about Clarity, on the topic of Clarity. Clarity, originally released in 1999, includes Blister and Crush, and peaked at number three on Billboard's Heat Seekers chart, launching oh, the go. young band into stardom just before releasing their biggest song to date. The middle featured on their 2001 record, Bleed American. In 2004, the group released their follow-up record, Futures, featuring the single Pain, which bore a hidden resemblance to the middle. Both songs were hits that came to life at the last minute and very quickly, neither of which Jim Adkins uh, had very much prospect for. Uh, and then it goes on to a quote from Jim here. It's interesting because Pain and The Middle were songs that I didn't have very high expectations for because they were both, when it came down to it, just pretty quickly written. I think there's all this fallacy about the fate of a song. Something is better because you labored over it and struggled to make it. But the thing that came and fell into your lap was easy to do. It's, it isn't worth as much. Really, when it comes down to it, to a listener, none of that matters. Which is, yeah, sometimes you get those songs where... I can't think of the artist right now. I want to say it was that it's either Tom Petty or Willie Nelson. And I know Billy Joel's talked about it, but there's songs that just come to them. They've written them in mere minutes and those become huge hits. There's other ones that they've labored on and worked on uh, for years. That is a great ends up being a great song, but it's a different type of uh, way. First date and rock show were written as reaction to the label saying, Hey, where's that fun summer blink 22 hit? Yeah, when uh, they first listened, when they per- first presented "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket" to the labels, they were like, "I mean, the songs are good, but where's like that hit?" And they're okay, like, we'll give oh, it to fuck you. you. We're gonna yeah. write you the <laughs> stupidest, shittiest pop song, and they were yeah, both huge. incredible hits. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you can't really discount at that, but yeah, it's good that he mentions that they they weren't expecting much from it, but then here here we have pain. Yep, and the middle classic. Yes. That's all my track notes. All right. Well, I got this punknews.org article. This was uh, contributed by Captain Crunch, posted by Aubin Paul, a Universal Music Group uh, tag. And 18 years ago, Jamie Eat World has announced in a street team email email that their new album is called Futures, and it will be out October 12th. Here is a link to the three-track medley included in the email. There's a Windows Media High quality, Windows Media Low quality, and real audio links here. The songs are called Pain, Just Tonight, and Polaris. And uh, there's some interesting comments here. Um, Timis says, this sounds promising. I did not like Bleed America. <laughs> Again, uh, man. <laughs> I think it was due to the weird shit Jim did with his voice. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is funny. Uh, I type poorly says, I thought the reason they got a new producer was to sound different. This sounds just like Clarity and Bleed American. Mr. Luke says uh clarity and bleed american sound two worlds apart and i type poorly says i don't agree but whatever i'm not trying to rag on uh the new songs i just like what i hear but after hearing them making a big fuss about wanting to sound different well it's just not what i expected um let's see there's a couple other fun uh oh kirby puckett says hey this is street team only way to spoil the fun kidding kirby (laughs) (laughs) i love like that kirby signed their name like (laughs) as a signature for their post (laughs) um uh earth 23 says this medley sounds so damn good um and uh yeah it's just fun reading 18 year old comments here yeah these comments can vote (laughs) um let's see what else do i have um 
uh, several mentions on the old website. Okay, so what I did is on the archive site, I started coming across just so many things. And rather than copy and paste and copy and paste and copy and paste, I figured I would open this live on the pod and read through this. So uh, let's go all the way back, way back, back into time. Uh, Let's see. Uh, painful sacrifice. That's R.I.P. As Warren Zevon passed away, uh, September tenth, two thousand three. Zach posted a a blog for that. All right, futures track listing premiered on their website in the blog July thirtieth, two thousand four, at nine fifty five a.m. by Bud B U D D. Um, and Bud, unfortunately, his name does not link to a profile in any way, so that wasn't. In existence at this time so july 30th they announced it uh and the track list uh jen was not on the track list at this time uh, if you remember jen i think was in the track list either in place of the world you love uh anyway it was right before pain um and it says pain will be the first single released on october 11th that's very interesting that they said that because it came out in september um, and the album ended up coming out October 11th. So uh, my guess is that it was just typed very quickly by Bud and uh, <laughs> that the album was coming out at that time, but Pain would be the first single. And they just conflated the two things. Um, Pain available through iTunes. Pain, the first single from Futures in stores October 19th, is now available for download on iTunes. Click here to download. You must have iTunes to visit the link. You can also download the new Firestarter EP featuring Firestarter, Splash Turn Twist, Hear You Me, and My Sundown. Click here to download. That was posted August 24th, 2004. So that's when Pain became available on iTunes. Uh, Jimmy Audio Player. As of right now, you can share the goodness of Jimmy Eat World with all your friends. Go to the new audio player where you can hear the new single Pain from Futures. You can also share links to buy the single and the Firestarter EP through iTunes. What does it link to? Well, it says launch player. Let me copy this link and send it to you while I read the next thing. Let's see what happens. Let's see if your your website gets a virus of some sort. (laughs) 20-year-old virus. (laughs) Uh, new photos. Ah, I did come across this. Check the photo section for a few additional photos from the pain video shoot and some new shots from the AOL sessions shoot. And I downloaded all of these uh, photos. Oh, wow. Hello. <laughs> um, uh, downloads. I'm going to send these to you so you can bask in the uh, in the kilobytes of Sweet. Uh, photos here. <laughs> Um, and I'll just go in uh, the order that I downloaded them. Uh, there is uh, someone, looks like maybe Tom, uh, sitting at a uh, a console. Could be the back of Jim. Uh, classic Herman Miller Aaron chair there. Oh, yeah. Um, Ooh, I man. love a Herman expensive. Miller chair. Yes, very expensive. So ridiculously expensive, but oh, so sweet. Um, and then a Marshall head. Uh, with uh, most of the uh, lettering pulled apart, a fax machine sitting on top of that, and the Marshall head sitting on top of a high watt uh, head of some sort. Um, I can't really tell what's happening or what kind. That's like a JCM 900 of some sort, maybe. Uh, then there's another photo here. This is Jim playing piano with some sort of weird golem bass player looking character. Um, the next one is a 
literal stack of guitars just kind of this looks like a guitar center yeah it does. Here. <laughs> totally <laughs> i can't tell there's a ferny pad laying around just kind of a mess the next looks like a photo from the uh let's see is it the good to go ep or the Firestarter EP. It very much looks like that. It's just wires and headphones on the floor, a carpet on top of a hardwood floor, and a switch uh, panel. Wires drawn yeah. about. Yeah. Um, the more guitars, uh, a couple Music Man basses. Uh, I see an Ibanez of a sort, something with an Ibanez shape anyway. I see a hand on some piano keys and a really old, looks like a MacBook. Uh, that's probably a PowerBook. <laughs> wow you can tell yeah, that huh? time well uh looks like it anyway um here's a picture of tom eating with a uh, jukebox behind him a few guitars on the wall uh you think that's a sub tom sandwich? looks blasted out yeah. of his mind <laughs> tom looks like me at the magic castle on yeah. thursday <laughs> um let's see this is a fender head uh with all kinds of like tape and details here uh and i can't tell if that is a bass amp or not but it kind of looks like the word bass above the input cable there uh next this photo is of a an older gentleman on an old nokia phone sitting oh in front gosh. of a console i thought that was a remote control right <laughs> you know what i thought i thought it was like an audio meter yeah yeah like he was like uh dialing in the the board but no i don't think it's that i think it's an old nokia phone <laughs> um this looks like a gibson guitar of some sort this is more your realm uh than mine classic though uh yeah well, that's power strip point. yeah there you go power strip coming out of the wall <laughs> just dangling um so it's a les paul okay with yeah. a with a little cutout here's uh tom playing his standard uh sg red sg and then probably jim just giving like the yeah. give me more rock come on hands. rock yeah yeah come on you Those can do hands. it tom <laughs> and tom's very 2004 polo here oh yeah um and then i don't know just more tape on a head here uh, i'm not really sure what this is these are photos of uh, there's a purple marshall head here um, never seen one of those Mm-mm. setting atop the fender head that we saw previous um yeah this is interesting uh just purple tortex uh covering and that's the last one i have there were a couple dead links in that page but man did i have to make those big to even make out what some of those pictures were because they're like 20 kilobytes each <laughs> um Okay, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. AOL Sessions and Pain Video Premiere. AOL is featuring two new songs from last month's AOL uh, Sessions at AOL. These live recordings of Pain and Get It Faster can be found here. Music.channel.aol.com slash musicstyle slash alt.adp. I'm assuming that's a uh, AOL uh, direct page style link. Uh, also, the pain video premiere online will be this coming Tuesday, the 14th on launch launch.yahoo.com slash artist slash default asp artist ID. So j for the, all those wondering, keeping score at home, Jimmy Eat world's artist ID on Yahoo is one Oh one three, three, eight, four. And that was posted <laughs> uh, September 9th, 2004. Uh, let's see. Watch the pain video pain video premiered. Yes, as they said, September 14, 2004. Watch the brand new video here, and they link to the launch page. Um, Jimmy Contests. Contests 1. Kerrang! is offering up a pair of tickets 
to the sold-out London Islington Academy show on uh, September 23rd. All you have to do is answer, answer a simple question. Also, you can check out the pain video on their site, Kerrang.com. Kerrang. Um, so, yeah, they also uh, auctioned off or contested off an Epiphone SG signed by members of the band. Not all the members of the band, just signed by members of the band. <laughs> at least two of them. At least. <laughs> Want to sign up? Do it here. Let's see what other contests they had. Pair of tickets to see that same show. Okay, so they had a few tickets to give away for that one. Oh, here's an interesting one. Get your Jimmy Eat Work limited edition 7-inch vinyl. These are two different... Uh, there are two different 7-inch singles. One is blue sleeve. One is green sleeve. So you might want to check out more than one store to get both copies. The track listing is green sleeve 7-inch futures B-side when I want. The blue sleeve 7-inch is pain with a B-side of shame. Both pieces will be on clear vinyl and they will fit together to form one image. See where you can pick them up in your area. That sounds very cool. Now, I will take a digression because... I believe I have two posts, yes, from Stitches and Grooves. And let's see if these lay uh, or bring any insight to that double pressing idea. I'm going to go ahead and say this might be the one because there there are two um, links or there's two articles from Stitches and Grooves. One is for the U.S. pressing and one for the um, U.K. pressing. So let's read the U.S. pressing first. Stitches Grooves posts this September 22nd, 2010 in vinyl. This is the lead single off of Futures and was featured in a Tony Hawk game. It was widely used as a promo 7-inch, but many of the copies given to indie record stores have been put up for sale. My record store has a big pile of them, and they're trying to sell them for $3.99. These pop up on eBay all the time, but many people trying to sell them for $10 on up. Don't buy those or bid on those. You can score one for 99 cent plus shipping costs, which ranges between two and four dollars, depending on how greedy the seller is. Seven inch records actually cost around two dollars to ship first class, oftentimes coming out to a dollar ninety-eight if packaged properly. This is uh there's also a UK version to the seven inch, which comes in a different jacket and is on black vinyl. So this photo shows a greenish blue vinyl here, and I'll send you a okay. picture to it and now i'll read a little bit about what stitches and grooves has to say about the uk pressing there are quite a few different uh quite a few differences between the u.s and uk pressings of jimmy Eat world's pain seven inch first the uk pressing is not a promo like its u.s counterpart the track listing between the two is also different the uk version features two exclusive tracks on the b-side but they turn out to only be demo versions of two songs off the album Futures, You and When I Want. Lastly, and the most noticeable difference, is that the artwork and color of the actual record is different, which you'll be able to see in the photos below. The U.S. pressing features a mint green cover and is on clear mint green vinyl, while the U.K. version features a white cover and is on black vinyl. I don't know how many copies of the U.K. 7-inch were pressed, but it's probably a couple thousand. These do pop up on eBay U.K. quite often and tend uh, to go cheaply. Like it seems with every record, though, there are people out there selling this as a buy it now for ridiculous prices. Don't buy those as you're easily going to snag one of these up for $10 or even less after shipping from the UK. So neither of those are addressing this 7-inch that Jimmy Eat World was talking about. That, so what was it? 
One is in a blue sleeve, one is in a green sleeve, so you might want to check out more than one store to get both copies. Both pieces will be on a clear vinyl, and they fit together to form one image. Ah, so the green sleeve and the blue sleeve come Stacked, together to form right? an image of a yeah. sort. That is neat. Very and cool. I didn't see that anywhere on Discogs or anything like that. Right. Um, October 8th, 2004, Jimmy World on MTV. This Sunday, check out MTV's Making the Game, Tony Hawk's Underground 2. Uh, the show will feature an appearance and performance of Pain by Jimmy Eat World. Um, so that's interesting. That was probably just a shot version of something. And then finally, UK single out now, Futures UK pre-order. Pre-order Futures now through the HMV for only £9.99 or whatever the hell <laughs> is after pound. Uh, you can also order the Pain 7-inch <laughs> and CD uh, UK single. Um it, you know, I think we've gone down this road. I was able to download the Swift file and then oh, had had to convert it to WebM. But it's I'm going to send you. <laughs> it's that thing that you're listening to this. Maybe you can hear this. It's like an intro. Um, I think what's happening like a two pop. Well, do you hear it though? I it just sounds like a two pop. It sounds like a yeah, popping. Yeah, it, like a beep. And I, and I think what happens is it's a half of a second. And it's just a video transition that must load and then go to a, 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 like the player mm. so that player isn't loading. And I think this has, I looked in our archive here, and uh, the futures wayback machine.webm file. Uh, let me see if we play this again. This came from the archive, and I'm playing this back, and it's us visiting, someone visiting the archive to view this. And it's the bonus.jimmyroll.com forward slash futures and what comes up. Ah, now this I do have. I recorded this on uh, our um, share here. I'm going to pull it up. Right. So that's what I'm watching. And I want to say, yeah, it's so it's the secret website. I think that's there it is. Yeah, I think that's is that is that our file? Yeah, that's our file. Okay. So I think that's what's supposed to load and then it goes to the player. So they took yep. a piece of this, a half a second clip, which if you look at the screenshot, it's really low quality. But that's this like the second or third frame where it's like zoomed in. Mm. So it's not really that potato quality. Um, but I think they just they took a piece of this secret site intro and then it's supposed to load the player, which I, you know, I, can't, I can't see where that destination is, unfortunately. Yeah. So. Well, didn't flash files all existed in a timeline, and when you would click a link, it would just jump to a different part of that timeline. Right. So I, like I, I can I can try and and uh, you know you can it's not even that hard. They even have these things online where you can reverse um, compile the Swift Ooh. files, and they look. I mean, it, it looks nasty. There's no names or anything, <laughs> yeah. but but you can get through it and say, oh, these are keyframes, and I can look at this. Um, I still don't know if it's going to be. Uh, fruitful what a dumb technology. <laughs> That's why they stopped supporting it. Yeah, I know, right? It was, it was such a big deal when Steve Jobs was like, yeah, you don't know no more Flash. Yeah. And everybody's like, what? What do you mean? How am I going to watch my, sh my play my games? <laughs> yep. Um, Consequence of Sound did that retrospective where they ranked each album, how Jimmy Eat World is its album. And here's what they had to say in the wrap-up for Futures. Pain and Just Tonight put an edge on the catchiness of Bleed American. The fact that this record didn't cement Jimmy Eat World's status may be more of a bribe product of the three years between releases than the material, because it's a damn fine effort, says Consequence of Sound. Ah, 
I have a little Jimmy E. Pod Theater if you want to do this. Yes. Some. Let us. All right. Let us. I'm excited. Is this uh this is a two person? Uh, it is. Sorry, I'm putting putting it in ah, here. Do you want to be go. MG or SW? Uh I'll be MG. Sweet. Today. <clears throat> now this is an underrated album. Who does number two work for? <laughs> Coming off the breakout mainstream success of the previously mentioned LP must not have been an easy time for the band. I always believed in <laughs> futures. Just tonight on my night drive. <laughs> I was 23 when this album came out. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Pain. Pauses. No laughter. I really fucking love this album. <laughs> it's a good record. <laughs> <laughs> what a dumb thing that we do uh-huh. <laughs> um, Oh So I'm going through the archives right And I'm like oh, alright uh, Let me go to Jimmy World Online Oh okay my bookmark is from 2003 Let me jump it up to October 2004 <laughs> The site got hacked at that time Oh no And at that time it was hardcore bondage No way and that's still, yes. that's still recorded uh yeah i guess here i mean tell me i'm wrong but uh i believe this yeah. goes to yep i mean even the link i sent you right now says hardcore bondage archive.org oh so. boy oh adults only oh and i love it this is uh comic sans here <laughs> click here of course i'm gonna click here all right this what i gotta read this the material on this site is adult oriented and or sexually explicit the site provides access to images of nude adults possibly engaging in sexual acts. Access is made available only to those who accept the terms of the following agreement. You do not find images of nude adults, adults engaged in sexual acts, or other sexual material to be offensive or objectionable. You are at least 18 years of age, uh, legal age in your jurisdiction, um, by logging on below. Ooh, I love that. Log on, right? Like clicking a link is logging on, right? If you do not agree to these terms... Uh, or are not of legal age? Click here. Where, the, where does that one take me? Oh, it, you know what it takes it, me? It takes you to Google. Doesn't take you. To, what <laughs> it is takes, it? They actually, so they're honest. It doesn't take you. I feel like right now that that would still take you to some kind of uh, malicious page, but this one actually takes you to Google.com. <laughs> if yeah, I, I feel that. like they do that. I feel like at that time though, I was surprised because in 2004, I feel like it used to take you to like a cat picture or something. Like, <laughs> right? And look at the website that it takes. So the top click here, there's three click uh-huh. here. The middle one is it takes you to Mike'sApartment.com <laughs> forward slash main dot htm. That's hilarious. <laughs> Mike'sApartment.com. Before eBay, my dad used to go to a website called. Um, it was something Andy's Garage Sale or something like that. We bought so much stuff off Andy's Garage Sale, and I think it started as some dude who was just like selling stuff on his from his garage online, and then it became like he would like sell products and things you could buy. Like it was like Newegg, yeah. But it was like yeah, I think it was called Andy's Garage Sale or something like that. Anyway, um, this uh, so I didn't find many tweets from the band or Zach uh, regarding the song in particular, but I did find this great image of zach where it says you're entering a world of pain and this dude absolutely is into hardcore bondage in this photo that i sent let's you let's see uh, oh yes oh this dude's so into hardcore is bondage. that is it is that cosplay for um oh god john goodman's character in oh big lebowski big lebowski yeah oh yeah maybe huh I don't know. Uh, this is October 29th, 2011, so it could be uh, yeah, Halloween. I don't know that you're entering a world of pain. Big is that Lebowski. a quote from him? <laughs> let's, let's take a look. 
Uh, yes, it is. Here it is. Let's take a listen. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slamming him tonight. You guys are dead in the water. <laughs> All right, way to go, Donnie. If you want, it is no dream. Fucking 20 minutes late, man. What the fuck is that? Theodore Herzl. Huh? State of Israel. If you will it, dude, it is no dream. What the fuck are you talking about, man? The carrier. What's in the fucking carrier? <laughs> oh, Cynthia's dog. I think it's Pomeranian. Oh, I can't leave him home alone or eat some furniture. I'm watching it while Cynthia and Marty Ackerman are in You brought a fucking Pomeranian bowling? <laughs> brought it bowling? I didn't run it shoes. I'm not buying it a fucking beer. He's not taking your fucking turn, dude. Man, if my fucking ex-wife asked me to take care of her fucking dog while she and her boyfriend went to Honolulu, I'd tell her to go fuck herself. Why can't you board it? First of all, dude, you don't have an ex. Secondly, this is a fucking show dog with fucking papers. You can't board it. It gets upset. Hey, its man, hair falls out. Walter. Fucking no. dog has fucking papers. Over the line! Huh? I'm sorry, Smokey. You were over the line. That's a foul. Bullshit. Market eight, dude. Uh, excuse me. Market zero. Next frame. Bullshit, Walter. Market eight, dude. Smokey, this is not nom. This is bowling. There are rules. Hey, Walter, come on. It's just... Hey, man, it's Smokey, so his toe slipped over a little, you know? It's just a game, man. This is a league game. This determines who enters the next round robin. Am I wrong? Yeah, but I wasn't... Am I wrong? Yeah, but I wasn't over. Give me the marker, dude. I'm marking an eight. Smokey, my friend. You're entering a world of pain. Walter, yeah. <laughs> Mark that frame in eight. You're entering a world of pain. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. I realized I didn't put that and watch together, so you didn't get to watch that and enjoy it with me. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Listen to I, it. I'm, I just, I'm so excited that I can do this for you now. Yeah, this is great. Uh, I, I don't know how to wield these powers uh, responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, and then, uh, so that's that first tweet. The second one is, ah, I think I sent it. Oh, I hope I did. Is Do you have a way to see, or no, I think I tried like a zillion ways before I got there. Um there's this tweet, but I can't see the original tweet from Vince Romanelli. The pre-tweet? So, yeah. <laughs> so June 30th, 2009, Zach responds to Vince Romanelli. I have one and used it a ton. Been on Futures, chase this light a lot. Used it on Firefight, Work, Electable, Pain, Just Tonight, dot, dot, dot. Now, my gut says it's an acrolyte of some sort. Right. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, but that was the most I saw, uh, pain brought up, uh, the band tweeted a couple times. So I don't know if, if you have a way to get in there, I went to the Wayback machine and yeah. found, uh, I think whatever was the most recent, uh, connection to that date. Yeah. But in, but it was like too far. It was like 2010. And for me to go back to June of 2009, it wouldn't go back that far. Right. Yeah, this um, wouldn't be easy. I did notice this was one of the videos, Pain, was one of the uh, videos that got remastered in HD. So when we watched it just now, this was September 12, 2020, the band posted the uh, HD remaster. And uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. Although, looks man, sharp. how video is this video? <laughs> <laughs> it's so video. It's so video. <laughs> I really wish YouTube would let you just, without having to pull a whole video down, replace a file like Vimeo can. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, oh, and then again, unfortunately, this just doesn't exist. Uh, Payne was on the sessions IG live with Chris, uh, Chris, Christian James Hand, uh, November sixteenth, twenty twenty one, and I think you probably got to watch it live. I did. But I didn't really yeah. catch any of those specifically for the same reason as J.R. Moser five. Uh, when J.R. Moser says, really wish he'd archive all y'all's breakdowns that he does. Dude's awesome. And it's uh, an amazing insight into y'all's individuality, the music, the band. Sessions always come during my kid's nighttime routine. And I responded, same. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have that one. So that one's yeah. been archived. What? Yes, oh, sir. Oh, man. That's what's up. Yep. We will definitely not be sending that out to patrons. Yeah. <laughs> good for you, man. Is yeah. that a good one? Do you remember It's it? a great one, yeah. It's oh, really good. Classic. Uh, and then I have a Twit FM. There's not much to write home about. There was one comment. And apparently I'm not seeing it here. So too bad, so sad. I think it was just a smiley face. I wanted to give them uh, some uh, some information. So that is all I have for track notes. Quite a bit, so, man. man. Yeah, the, it, I mean, it's their number five yeah. most played song live, uh, so not a uh, not an unpopular track. Um, I've got a couple community things. We did the song meanings comment. Uh, let's l- read through a couple Last FM shouts from the box. Got it. Um, lots of people. Tony uh, Thug 2. That was Tony Hawk Underground. Uh, oh, yeah. Thug. Thug 2. Yeah, Thug 2 probably has one of the greatest OSTS in video games, original soundtracks. I just don't, I don't, I mean, I guess I felt that way about the original Tony Hawk. Like, you don't get better than Goldfinger and Dead Kennedys and stuff like that, but what are you going to do? So, yeah, I guess everybody is just saying Tony Hawk's Underground 2 or that it's a banger. One person (laughs) said Midnight Club 3. Awesome song. I mean, there's so many comments. There's five pages of comments. Let's go back to who the first comment. Let's give them credit. Was test bug. It's a lie. A kiss with open eyes, and she's not breathing back. Anything to bother me? It takes my pain away. Dot dot dot. So that's what uh, I mean. People just like cl- quoting the lyrics of this song. There's this episode of Smallville. We've talked about all this stuff. Come on, everybody. Um, <laughs> so uh, so there's that. And then uh, finally, I have Jake D. O'Donnell. Uh, there was an earthquake this year. Nine uh, ninety four. Yes, I felt <laughs> obligated to include Pain on this list because it was the lead single from their second most popular album and a semi-popular song in its own right. The choppy guitar work is a highlight and exemplifies some of the darkest, uh, some of the darkness Futures is best remembered for. They still play it live at almost every show, and as far as Jimmy Eat World songs in their greater pop rock lexicon, it's one of their most well-known. But I certainly don't love pain and never really have. It Takes My Pain Away was sort of a running joke among my friends for years. I never really bought the same emotion. That, I never really bought this emotion they brought to the song. Anyway, that's all I have to say about pain, says Jake T. O'Donnell. <laughs> Not much, huh? Nope. So that's all I have for community. Got anything okay. uh, that I get, stands out community-wise? Um, uh, a couple of things. So I did want to highlight that this artist, they've showed up on the Facebook group, and they've done commission work. And you even commented from the pod account. Um, oh. Uh, how do you say this? Uh, their username is Mazalfan. Mazalfan. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> and his name's escaping me from the group, but it's a, a fan art. I made a design inspired by Pain, a song that never fails to sucker punch my heartstrings. So you can take a look at this. I lo- remember I loved the colors in this. So it's desaturated a little bit, thrown talking about uh, throwing some green and orange in there. Uh, it does look like there's a little bit of a green overlay. Um, let me copy this. You, you, do you, you remember the image? Uh, no, I'm excited to see. Okay, there it is. So I'll send that to you. Um, and it's Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's right. So they put the quote in this photo that they took. Uh, Anyone mm-hmm. can see my every flaw, and it's really cool because it's got the effect of the light cast over the top. You can see the shadow, and it's got the perspective in there. So it's a really nice piece. And uh, you can contact this individual. Yeah, I like for, this guy's work. Yeah, for this uh, person's work. I don't know what they. Yeah, this reminds me of um, uh, oh my gosh, what's the name of this tree? In this, Hermosa Beach, yeah, there's this, a there's a main drag that goes, and then there's hills that go down to the beach from there. Yep. That's what this reminds me of. It's exactly what it reminds me of, and that's a long that's a long drag. There's one um, pizza port is uh, down in that area, and there's one like toward like halfway down one of those long mm. stretches. It it's on the right. But uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I love this much. person's work. Yeah, oh, I thought I was gonna make Zach as uh, the John Goodman character from Big Lebowski the artwork for the show. But yeah, this one's probably gonna be. Yeah, the it's good. <laughs> <laughs> He'd appreciate it. Yeah. Um, a Vars <laughs> from user Vars Molta. <laughs> Vars Molta. <laughs> Six months ago, guitar gear nerds effect on pain. I've been on a Jimmy World kick lately, and one thing I've noticed is that they never slash rarely play the delay part of the pain leading into the second verse. What they do, it's clear that there's a delay, or when they do, but it doesn't sound nearly as cool as it does on the record. Anyone know what's going on? And then Gareth Gravity, 3.6 months ago, reverse delay from the good old Green Line 6 delay modeler. Oh, my. So, yeah, very uh, specific. That seems like they knew. I would take their word for it. I mean, with that kind of confidence. All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Uh, there was, oh, and then just one other question four years ago by Deleted. Of course, pain and drugs or me are connected? Question mark. Uh, I don't know if it's well-known fact. I haven't seen it anywhere, but did you guys notice that pain ends with the sample, which is used for the beginning of drugs or me? So if you remove small gap of silence, two songs sound like one. I think we did something like that. Oh, yeah. I wish I would have done that for this one. Oh, well. Yeah. So you can hear that. Um uh, and uh, Orioles Did we talk about on that episode when I was a kid and I would go to Jack in the Box. Um, that was the alarm for somebody was sitting at the drive through and took me forever to figure it out. I just always knew I heard this song whenever I would go to Jack in the Box. And I think as I got older, I realized it was just an alarm for the drive-thru. Yeah, I don't recall you mentioning that. Oh, I, well, there it is. <laughs> Housekeeping for that episode. I think there was one thing I tried. To, there was an old, old track off of either Orangewood or some some other early album. And I was trying to find if it made the same tone as the 7-Eleven walking in. Oh, ding. that's right. I remember we did that. that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh yes so there we go that was that was pretty much that um All right, cool. and the last thing i i did have here that's kind of a cover slash um so you God, we're sending pictures back and forth to each other i love this um yeah, that is uh from snake oil 27 and it's the all i want for christmas is pain the mashup but it's that picture of jim <laughs> over mariah carey the head is yeah, so I large love this picture yeah oh yeah 
uh, and then Snake Oil Twenty Seven says, "All I can say is cursed." I'll play a smidge of this here. <laughs> I don't feel the way I've ever felt. <laughs> I know, gonna smile and not get worried. I try, but it shows. Anyone can make what I have built. And better now, anyone can find the same white pills. It takes my pain away. It's a lie. Kiss with open eyes. And she's so not breathing so back. Oh. Anything but bother oh. me Takes my pain away <laughs> Never mind These are her times oh, oh. I can't let it bother me <laughs> oh, man. So good <laughs> So cursed There's my community <laughs> Oh cursed Soup's cursed. Yes. All right. Um. Let's see. Um. I've got before we jump into covers a zillion live versions that I kind of want to. I guess this is where I was gonna say like we're gonna kind of go probably into Patreon yeah. extended covers territory here. Um. So let's just jump into some of these other versions I have. I have this acoustic. That's all for community, right? Yep. That's it. All right. So now we're now we're having a listening party. This is pain acoustic. Uh, at 97X Live in the green room. I don't remember what the year was on this, but let's take a listen to this acoustic rendition of the track. This is like Howard Stern. (laughs) Yeah. So dry. Although this has a a fair amount of reverb on it. It sounds good. Whoever engineered this, it sounds great. Yeah. So much low end of the guitar. This is one of their cooler harmonies, too. I have a lot of fun singing this one. Yeah. It's just a little up. So that's just a normal one. I'm interested in what he does with the solo. It's just gonna be Ben. Just does it with his mouth. <laughs> just Ben. I would. All 
Man, this sounds so good. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Really good chords they chose there. Yeah. All right. You know what I realized while we were listening to that? We didn't listen to the demo yet. So let's go ahead and listen to the demo. And I have a blurb from the um, album uh, thing. Let me hit play on this. Um, Before I do, let me learn my lesson and turn the volume down because I still haven't learned my lesson. Here we go. Okay. So the blurb says pain. Pain came along. Later on the timeline of songs, this version is very far from the album version in structure and tempo. When we recorded it in the future session, it just came to life and grew into a much more powerful song. Yeah. All of what is made of her is what's weird is that I'm looking at the demo lyrics now. I don't see that there. <laughs> yeah. All of life is made of her. <laughs> oh, oh my love that's made of horrid, I assume is made of her. I love that Palmita guitar there, man. Oh, what life is made of her, yeah. the pick slide yeah that was cool i dug that man all right so that's the demo and some notes from the demo uh let's oh okay so steven brand posted this i put this in other versions instead of covers it's called poet one remix i don't know it's a dubstep remix of this song Ooh. so i'm excited to take a listen to this let's let's uh let's let's take let's drop some e <laughs> play on this dubstep remix Yes, oh my god. I don't feel the way I've ever felt. I know gonna 
Yes, oh my god. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, that was insane. What, <laughs> I almost what, forgot what? what we were listening to <laughs> yeah, right? before it hit. Okay, these are in no particular order. I, try, I guess I tried to put them in date order and then it sort of fell apart a little bit. This is the AOL Sessions performance. Take a listen to this. This is, uh, let's see what the date is on this. Let me uh, hit play on it. Let me take a look. August 25th, 2004. The bass tone is good. Yeah, you can really hear it. Oh, there's some delay stuff there, but it yeah. sounds a mess. Yeah. All right, it was pretty soft there. Yeah. It sounds cool, man. All right, cool. Let's take a look at what else we've got. We've got, okay, this is um, November 9th, 2004 on uh, Letterman. I'm interested in when Jim starts talking about the growly voice. Bass man, seeing 
versions of this where Jim is doing that yeah. while he's singing and like being insanely impressed that he's able to keep that going right. while singing a rhythm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Two separate things. So, Focus. So they perform this on all of the major late time eight late night shows here. So here they are on Conan also performing this song. Everybody, we're back. My next guests are hearing this song from their new album, Futures, which hit stores October 19th. Please welcome Jimmy Eat World. Driven by punk group boy loser. I'm just interested if he does that thing in the second verse again. Yeah. Like, when did they cut that? It's very, um, what does it remind me of? Uh, what's that one arm scissors band? Oh, uh, failed transition from the one arm scissors. Get away. It was Mars Volta. That's it. Yeah. It sounds, we had, it's very Mars Volta. Of yeah. All right. Here they are on Leno doing this song again. Uh, so I am going to start jumping to 50 seconds in so we're not, uh, we're not watching the beginning of the song all the time. <laughs> a way bigger set, huh? Yeah. A rock star, uh, Tom, right there. This one's in 16.9. Yeah. Uh, do it, huh? There it is. Yeah, they adjusted the second verse here. I like what Zach is doing back there. Oh, yeah. This is around the same era. I'm going to go on a digression. Um, Blink... I always thought it was Letterman because there was a random pianist playing with Blink-182, the only time I've ever seen it, but it was on Leno, and they played Stay Together for the Kids. I want to say I'm remembering all these details correctly. I would um, hope so. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, because it's like... I'm going to call myself a fake fan. Yeah. <laughs> if, if this is not true. But let's uh, let's go ahead and take a listen to a little bit of this. I believe there's a pianist here. And I, I, yeah, I never got a lot of information about why this happened. Yeah. Bless you, video pimp. So happy. Bless the video pimp. Yeah. Let's give it up for the video pimp. It's hard to wait. Oh, yeah, man. Listen, Travis. Extra kick drums in there, man. This house is haunted. It's so pathetic. It makes no sense at all. What year was this? This is 2002, probably. Their mid-tour. 
This record came out in 2001, but my guess is this is... I mean, Mark's hair is short here, which he did at this time, but yeah. This is probably 2001, 2002. I've seen the piano back there, so I know this is the performance, but they're not really giving them screen time here. Let's jump to the end here. Uh, oh, they almost panned out. Because <laughs> the end of the like, song has that piano. Out the piano as much as possible. But the, the album version of this has the piano at the end. It's just a couple of chords, right? There she is. I'm saying she. That's probably Roger Joseph Manning Jr. Is Roger Joseph Manning? <laughs> 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 we'll never know. Oh. <laughs> yeah! Oh Video pip. <laughs> so much. <laughs> I love it, dude. Oh, oh. video uh, pimp look, production, man. I'm check the comments here real quick and just. See. But anyway, look at that set. Uh, that set yeah. has uh, has burned in my mind. <laughs> And so power with the piano, 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 piano is perfect. Piano at the end, piano goes phenomenal. All right, no one, no one knows. I'm pretty sure that's Roger Joseph Manning Jr. Uh, who is this a screenshot of? The girl. That was like every Maxim, yeah, <laughs> magazine Ooh, yeah, cover ever. You're right. Uh, <laughs> like who stands like that? Stand more awkward. But it, I mean, it's super. Like, uh, come on. Like when I was in high school, that was like. The hottest thing I'd ever seen. You're right. That definitely, but that's like the Maxim like girl that? for sure. Yeah. Uh, that girl also has like back pain now. <laughs> right. <laughs> look at video pin production. Look at the top one. Webmaster slash rapper. Phil. I'm pretty sure it says Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ripper. No. <laughs> Just. You're right. It does. You also There's need a me line. You're right. Verse. It said it is Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> oh man maybe this is cat in promotions cat <laughs> was phil's girlfriend cat did yeah, no promotion oh man pimp. phil and cat hey it's cat <laughs> it's cat, hey, it's cat. <laughs> if i'm not driving around in my mercedes e-class <laughs> <laughs> these names man these are office names phil steve richard yeah. and chris <laughs> fucking chris <laughs> fucking ripper Webmaster slash rapper. I'm aspiring. Right. So I'm going to jump into a bunch of these. I'm going to jump to about 50 seconds on all, all of right. them. This is Eins Live Radio Concert. This is uh, March 1st, 2005. Let me hit that. 
I'm getting, I'm, now I know the pains that you've gone through, Justin. You got to adjust that volume down before, right before you hit play. And then uh, let's see where I land here. Gonna smile and not get worried. I try, but it shows. Anyone can make what I have built better now. Anyone can. So, yeah, they dropped that trying to do that thing yeah. there. Good choice. It's so funny, you can hear the size of the room. <laughs> yeah. Is it the minor chord? Is that why, like, the the harmonies are so interesting on this song? Yeah, it is. I thought, I thought Tom was going up, but he's down. So there it is again. I did. I, I want him to go, I did. <laughs> I definitely remember him doing that before. Here's Metro Chicago, November that same year, 2005. And I'm going to adjust the volume down. Guys, Justin did so much work. Oh, uh, listen to that quality. It's like I can hear the low end, but it's also non existent. <laughs> We don't get it. I love the four on the floor, though. Yeah. Oh, listen, though. I feel like I can hear Rick back there going, Chaws. All right, we got to listen for the Chaws. And the second verse is where it all goes down, man. Right, everything. everything. (laughs) Here's a fishy recording from October 19th, 2006. Oh, these are such good quality. Yeah. Oh, last song. Thank you very much. Sorry, oh, last song. Here we go. I like the call out, so I'll let those play out for a sec. Monique, open the show? Wow. Ooh, the format. All right, now I'm going to jump forward. Their guitars are always so impeccably intonated. Like their octave yeah. chords sound so perfect. Oh, I jumped too far. We've gone too far. <laughs> it still sounds so good. Yeah. I don't mind having a little 2006 solo in there. Wow. Uh, I wish they did the Oz live. Oh man, there was some tasty stuff in there. That was good. Uh, let's see. Here is November of the following year in 2007. Another fishy recording. Oh boy. Jump forward uh, 50-ish seconds. Ah. 
I feel like this is the second song where I was like, oh, I remember he used to do a thing. Yeah. I hear Rick back there, yeah. That's fun. Uh, here's the Birmingham show from the Chase This Light era. This is a board recording, so this is going to be nice. The good stuff. Let me eyeball 50 seconds here. There you go. <laughs> there it is. There's another voice in there. I wonder if Robin was playing with them in 2008. I just don't recall. I don't think so. That early? Or they were, play- they, or they were singing the harmony differently. Here's 2010. Fisher recording. Let's take a listen. His stuff auto plays, man. Oh, I dig this. What's happening at the beginning here? Like, that reminds me of the beginning of uh, Blink 182's song "Violence." The bendy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I quit. See, yeah, Tom wasn't singing this higher part before. Right. He goes down. Yeah. Just with open eyes, she's not breathing back. Anything to bother me. Come on! <laughs> Here is six years later in Lido, Berlin. Uh, mm. This is uh, September 12th, 2016. Let's take a listen. Did he drop the fun thing in the second verse? Let's see. I love how much of the crowd you can hear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's his, <laughs> that's his uh, hardest one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, listen to that bass tone. So fun. I love that you can hear the mic moving around in the audience there. All right, let's take a listen to this. This is another pro shot board recording. We can watch this one. This is at the iHeartRadio Festival from 2017, which I nearly went to. It was around the corner from my office, and I knew they were performing there, but it was also being live streamed, so I was like, I could make money and watch the show. (laughs) (laughs) 
so I chose that. Alright, here we go. I'm gonna it's jump forward. Oh, Striker! Or no, that's not Striker. <laughs> nah. It's a big deal having this band in this place for us. We are very, very excited about it. You just heard Sure and Certain, a song off their latest album, Integrity Blues. I love that they have to sit there like they're not being spoken about. Yeah. This is a blast. Absolutely. Integrity Blues is such a good album title. I didn't realize there was a talk that I'm sort of interested in right now, but I also want to skip to the song. Art is a very subjective thing, so it may mean different things. Oh, yeah. He's going further into it. Integrity Blues Okay, oh, we're not boy. doing integrity. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We've done. Holy this. shit! Did I jump oh my, two minutes in and they're still talking? Really? Get different results. And uh, oh, what blues. the fuck? You guys want to do some more songs right now? Let's do. Ah, eh, no, we're good. <laughs> okay, well, have a good night, everybody. We'll see you later. Now, it's Jimmy World and iHeartRadio Live. He was just lying. I don't feel the way They just jumped right into it. Yeah. Okay, let's jump forward from there. I have no idea if I'm where I am. <laughs> oh, he's over it now. Yeah. All right, let's look for the chaws. Yeah, Rick's yep. up on the mic. Yep. I mean, Robin's not... At this point, Robin is with the band, but yes, he's not even yeah. on stage during this song. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, all right. So there it is. All right. Orange Lounge Sessions. This has come up before um, that these are not the Orange Wood Sessions. These are the Orange Lounge session, Sessions. And I wrote that they're storied because I always come across somebody posting that they like, oh, I want the Orange Lounge Sessions, not the Orange Wood Sessions. So here's Pain <laughs> from the Orange Lounge Sessions. Oh, there's a song called Pain. <laughs> kind of interesting take. I'm going to jump up. Ooh, this is when they were still doing it. Sounds good here. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot going on, but yeah. Yeah, it's very Mars Volta. -y. Yeah. One arm scissor. Yeah. Failed transmission from a one arm scissor. Get away! Get away! This is my rave DJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phoenix Sessions. Let's take a listen to how it sounded on the Phoenix Sessions. There's not any uh, video to speak of here, but that's okay. Uh, I'm too lazy to go find it in the Phoenix sessions, but let's jump up to. He's added a little like up then down. Every flaw, it isn't hard. Anyone can see the 
dig the. It's hard yeah. to say if it's the fidelity of the recording that is bringing out some of these details over the years. You know, we've heard right. so many varying things, cell phones versus board recordings versus something highly produced like this. But um, there was a lot more going on there. Obviously, they had a controlled environment. They went and practiced. They specifically mentioned wanting to play it more like the record that yeah. they had live out. So uh, it's interesting hearing some of those uh, things. Uh, I, I found... I just can't imagine they're very good. I was very excited when I saw Meta Metal Luke, uh, Metal Uke, um had three <laughs> live videos that he shot at shows. Um, uh, so I was like, oh, should we watch one of these? Um, but then I also saw that Caitlin had posted oh, a yeah. video that she had shot, and she's like um, behind the band, like oh up really on stage. up on stage, huh? Yeah. So let's take a look at Caitlin's video here. Let's see when this is from. Live and sync. This is 2013, August 1st, 2013. <laughs> I love that it's like the inner monitors it sounds out of time back and forth on the chaws yeah um yeah very cool all right i did not do a rave dj do you have any live videos that you want to point out or are my uh, 20 okay <laughs> <laughs> um no yours are good i all did right. do a rave dj though oh uh let's do the rave dj because we probably won't go into covers for the public facing episode and let's, okay uh, we could play the rave dj and then we can listen to some covers uh for the patrons all right here we go uh God, how did this one come across? I think we were just playing it on Alexa, and this song came up, and I thought, ah, dude, this fits. This is called Pain Style. Is it Gangnam Style? Yes, dude. Yeah. Dude, it works. Yeah. Website that like looks at the nah, this one was just pure inspiration. This is great. 
That was way better than it should have been. (laughs) (laughs) I was, it was a very satisfied with it. I I think I did another one that was um, the same songs. It was a the different version of Pain, and it didn't come out that good. So a different version of Pain. There was like it was like fifteen seconds shorter. I think. Oh, interesting. It might not have been the you um, believed in it that much that you went back to the well. Right. Well, this one had the music video, and I think it had that the little bit of the intro in it. So. The other one was just that the made audio. it work for you. Yes, it did. Oh, interesting. Yeah, having that in there. Well, I'm rendering one it. now that's at eighty for eighty percent. I decided to try one, um, and I'm interested in it. Uh, here it comes. It's called One Armed Pain. <laughs> All right, it's up there. It's up there. <laughs> it's funny seeing Jim. <laughs> it's not. It's not cursed. I don't hate it. Not nearly as good as yours. I plays OCDP drums. That's great. Travis Barker fan. Yeah. Yeah. It has its moments. Yeah, it does.
West Hills right here. <laughs> so funny. I'm so heartbroken looking at this girl now in the video. Oh, yeah. Because her family was torn apart. All right. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Finally, Justin. All right, It's man. been a marathon this episode. Yeah. We knew it would be. Yes. Plan us out. I, I'm going to say we're out back from out behind the paywall where we were there for probably an hour and a half or something like yeah. that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this and say, Justin, what are your final thoughts on oh. <laughs> Pain tinkle, tinkle. by Jimmy Eat World? Um, it's, it's a banger. I mean, if there's ever a, a song that you would say flat out, this is a banger, Pain is it. And I know it's on one of my favorite albums. It's one of those songs that I've heard a lot, clearly 255 times uh, and more. But it just gets you up off your feet. It uh, kicks your ass. And then uh, by the end of it, you're like, what the hell did I just listen to? Yeah. It's awesome. So what about you, man? Yeah, I I think I didn't think much of this song uh, because it was a single. I think I ruled it out so long ago. And for no in no reason in particular. Um, so I'm excited to hear it in context for the first time after having done all the research for it. And uh, and yeah, I think um, I appreciate all the nuances to this song that I sort of didn't before. Like, I remember when this was the lead single and I feel like Stryker played it on K-Rock and I was just kind of like, eh. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, I don't know, I didn't. It, it feels immediate and then it has all this like stuff, but it feels like maybe I'm with Jake T. O'Donnell where it's like, it's okay. Like I didn't buy it, I think. Um, but it's fun, especially way to get the crowd pumped up for the end of the set and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm glad we went down this rabbit hole. I, I, I don't know. Like I get it. Our episodes are long. How is it 2 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> no, right? Four hours in the hole. Yeah. Uh, Well, without any further ado, I hope everyone, if you see someone in pain, remember that they might just need somebody to be excellent to them. And party on, dudes! (laughs) 